0: To Volume 4, Issue 157, The Skylanders Podcast. Remember, you can play along with Cane and Rinse Volume 4. The following games we are doing are Nights into Dreams, that's our Christmas special. Uh, Then we're having a couple of weeks off over Christmas just to spend some time with our loved ones and so we don't have to play games, uh, in theory, that is. Uh, Then we're coming back from a Happy New Year with Silent Hill 3. Uh, ...followed by a frustratingly time of Spelunky, no doubt... Uh, ...we're going to return to Carful Wolfenstein... ...and uh, the last one on the list here is Assassin's Creed Free. ...of course you can head over to canandrince.com for the full schedule... ...along with a blog and links to our merchandise store... ...if you've got some money left over from Christmas, support the site... Uh, head to our Facebook page, Google+, and the brilliant YouTube where Darren Gargett and the crew will take you through, you know, stuff that's been, show- uh, been talked about on the show and also stuff that hasn't. Uh, some really funny moments in there. Uh, we have another podcast. Uh, hopefully you've listened to it, but if not, it's called The Sound of Play. It was an iTunes number one for a short period of time because who knows how our iTunes works. But many people downloaded it. Many people have commented and you need to get involved because if you're a fan of um, game music, it's a really good listen. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes because, you know, every little bit of positivity helps us push up those charts. And one day, maybe Kane and Rince itself will be at an iTunes number one, but it's been out for a few years. We've been going for a few years now, so I doubt that will happen because it's weird, iTunes. Anyway, joining me on this special edition of Skylanders, uh, I'm Tony Atkins and our the fellow Portal Masters are Gary Blower. Hello, Tony. Hello. And Brad Galloway. Boom! (laughs) Boom, baby! (laughs) Right, let's get this show on the road as we're going to attempt to cover all four Skylanders games and talk about the impact it's had on the wider industry. So let's kick off with some crazy statistics at just how popular this franchise is. So, this is what I've managed to drag up. As of February 2014, the Skylander series had crossed a threshold of $2 billion in, uh, in sales with $175 toys sold, making this series one of the top 20 highest-selling video game franchises of all time. Bear in mind that these statistics don't take into account Trap Team, the new released entry in this series, but you can see we have a behemoth on our hands. So with all that said and done, what the hell is a Skylander, and why should you be one of the millions parting with your hard-earned cash to play it? Well, the game itself is a kid-friendly platformer where you jump, bash, shoot, and push blocks around beautifully created 3D environments. But, of course, the real star of the show here are the Skylander figures themselves. So for the uneducated, each figure contains a chip which communicates through a portal of power. Now, a portal of power is this... Well, it changes from game to game, but the general basis is it's this, well, <laughs> portal. Portal of power. Uh, yeah, it's the portal of power. It's, um, it's
1: a a little platform. I was going to say to 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 the uninitiated, it's an RF reader. Basically, it's a, yeah, you know, it's it's your Oyster card reader, or yeah,
0: yeah. It's a little platform. Normally, a glowing light on top. You uh, you drop the the Skylander figure. It reads the Skylander the base of the Skylander figure and sends that figure into the game where you start to play it. The figures themselves. Uh, Once you've done that, the figures retain several key stats, including gold earned, levels obtained and upgrades purchased, which means a figure brought in the first game, Spyro's Adventure, can then be played with all its stats retained within the other games in the series. So it becomes your own personal Skylander. So I guess the first question is, Gary, Brad, why do we spend hundreds of pounds on these things? And how many do we have? And what are our favorite figures?
1: I had a look. I, and i realized i actually started buying the figures before i started playing the game that's
0: bad isn't it that's like when you buy a game before you get a console <laughs> yes i think the i've assignment. done that as, I've done yep. that as well bought, me
1: too i bought tekken 2 before i had a playstation
0: i bought that before
1: playstation yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've got Fantavision. yeah but, anyway.
1: um i think for me the original uh kind of allure of it was was the the, the figures themselves i thought mm-hmm. they just looked really cool um and initially I just kind of I think I just bought like a couple of packs. Um just to stick on the I think as you call it Tony, the epic shelf where you put all your kind of gaming memorabilia. And um and it and it went from there really. And then once you start playing the game and you start uh sort of getting into the the fact that it's it's like a a mascot adventure game where you've got just hundreds of different mascots that you can play. you then just want more and more i mean obviously it's a very canny business decision by them, but I just think it it totally worked certainly with the the you know the first game uh, you know it doesn't help that they kind of seed it with advertising and everything else, but you know every time they bring out a new wave of figures, I'd look at them and think, "Oh, that one looks cool, I might pick that one up oh oh, no, that looks cool, I might pick that up, and before you know it, you've pretty much got them all um you know, buying one or two a week as I did probably for about a year. So it's kind of just carried on from that, really.
0: Yeah, the the reason I wanted to start off with the figures. I mean, we we've got plenty of stuff to talk about the games, and we'd easily we're gonna be sure we're gonna talk about how the uh, the figures changed over, how the series kind of changed, and the figures changed the series essentially. Um, but you know, everybody knows Skylanders and. Um, you know, the figures are the first thing that comes and people always straight away go towards oh, that game's really expensive oh, how many figures do you own? I'm not not sure I can get into that game because of the figures the figures seem to be the thing that draws people to this game Um, you know, so, you know, why not talk about the figures first because, like you say, Garrett, I don't know, I I started off this game you know, had, I think, uh, like a half dozen figures um, and started playing the games but there's, I don't know what they put in the game but it's like gamer nip it's like yeah you just a few just a few more figures just just to you know open a few more doors you haven't got quite got that class you, you need get few more um, and I can't explain why I spend so much money on them but there's definitely a collector aspect of, of it for sure but uh, actually the figure designs uh, some of them are truly spectacular I would say you know some not so um, I can think of a few but some are you know are great but um, Brad I mean why why is it one of these things that have called you?
2: That's it's kind of interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a family man, as, a, as you guys are too. So I'm always on the lookout for something that's family friendly. Um, but even from that perspective, Skylanders didn't really get me right away. I think it was, it wasn't until the very first day that I, I brought it home and we started playing it and it seemed all right. I mean, the gameplay seemed kind of like Diablo Jr. or something like that. And that's, that's <laughs> fine enough. Uh, but I think the moment that I really felt that bite when it really got me was when we were doing the upgrades to the figures. And for those who don't know, like each each figure has like a skill tree, but they're not apparent at first. When you first put them on the portal to level them up, it seems like you just have like a like a one linear progression of powers. And I'm like, oh, that's whatever, that's not too exciting. But then when I got to one of the branches for the first time, all of a sudden it was like a switch got flipped, and I'm like, oh, this guy can do this thing, or he can do this thing. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. And that was what really got me into it. It was like I really like seeing. The different abilities and the different implementations of all the different figures. So, I mean, for me, that's like the big thing that really got me was, oh, okay, well, I really like this character, but what about this one? Let me go buy this other one. What does this guy do? Oh, okay, he does this, and he can do this other. Oh, okay, cool. And I just, I really got sucked into that part. I mean, just it sounds weird, but just the upgrading is totally my favorite part. Yeah, it would-
0: so, so people don't know, you you, you have a, a like a middle upgrade path. You you get a few powers at the start, and then they just you have to choose a line. So. Say there's a Skylander that has you know lasers as a primary weapon, but also fists. This, um, this upgrade path will take you down either or. So you can't have both. You can have either or, and you're locked into that unless you actually reset the Skylander. So reset all its stuff back to base level. And, you know, if you, you know, if he's a high level Skylander, you've been playing a few hours, that's the last thing you want to do because he's got all his powers and all his money set and all that stuff will be set to zero. So the temptation, of course, if it is a Skylander that you, you know, you've fallen in love with, that you've, uh, you know, you go out and you buy a second one to go down a a certain path. So the seeds are there right from the very first game of saying, well, you know, (laughs) if you want the best out of this game, maybe you need to buy two. It's clever. Evil. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: but then if you look at most kids toys they all do it i mean since you know now i've got a really good excuse to go to toy shops quite regularly <laughs> i've now noticed that the stuff that skylanders uh does everybody kids franchise mm-hmm. does you know um you know virtually every kid's tv series is designed around flogging you loads and loads of their figures you know even like my, you know my daughter at the moment is into the winx club which only i've not. never heard of that but exactly I'm For most people won't know what it is but if you've got a girl who's between four and seven they probably love it Um, and you know, you go into a toy store and there's just tons of Winx figures, uh, and you realize that, uh, yeah, this, you know, the seeds of, um, Skylanders are very much in toys, uh, first and the video game, you Mm -hmm. know, it was kind of almost came second, but it's the marriage of the two just ended up just being so, so damn good. I mean, that's the thing. And, you know, as Brett said, you know, when I first got the game, I kind of played it a bit and thought, well, yeah, it's all right. Um, and it wasn't... The real moment when it really clicked for me was when, I think, Giants came out. So I never finished the original Spyro originally. I, I got sort of about two-thirds of the way through and I just got bored of it. Um, and by that time, the figures had stopped coming out and I think I had about two-thirds of the figures and I thought, well, enough's enough. That that would do for now. But then when Giants came out and my daughter was then old enough to play it with me, <clears throat> it would turn into a completely different game. And... Um, uh, and I think that is a, a another aspect of it that I think is very appealing, to, you know, especially to a parent, because you're always looking for things you can do with your kids. And especially with my hobbies, you know, my, you know, I love mm. my ball games and, and video games. I'm always looking for games that I, we can play together, um, because you know, funny enough, a lot of them you can't. You know, they, yeah, as Brad was saying, you know, they, you know, they murder simulators or you know all kinds of other lunatic things that you just can't play in front of your kids. But actually, finding something that you both can do. It's like a magic, you know, it's like a real magic thing. And, um, and that's when it really clicked. And, of course, then I've then got somebody else nagging me to get more figures. You know, and that's an even better excuse. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, it's
2: funny you say that, uh, Zan. That's entirely true because, you know, I'm doing my work for Game Critics, and I have a stack of stuff I need to review. And I noticed that I'm actually getting really, really far behind in my review duties because, like, 90% of the stuff that I get in for review, I can't play with my kids in the room you know like one game's got way too much swearing one game's way too bloody Mm. game has way too much sex and i'm like ah you know i can't you know my my hours of gameplay are like whatever time my son goes to bed then after and then it's like until i get too tired to play anymore so when you do come across something that's not terrible to play and your kids can be in the room you really kind of glom onto it which is one reason why skylanders has uh, stuck around so long in our house
0: it's funny you say that my girls uh, a two now just turned two and um they are really influenced by stuff they see on screen so whether it be dancing which they love to do now or starting to sing which they adore but we've started you know to test the boundaries to see what we can and, and can't watch on TV and like there's been a few things where um, i think we were watching a Taylor Swift video where you know she's a little you know she kind of you know gets a little angry and beats up somebody in the video <laughs> and like, just completely harmless, you know, just didn't even think of anything of it. But, you know, my uh, one of my daughters started to reenact that stuff out, like really blatantly. That's what she was picking up from. And so we ended up stopping that video and she calmed down from it. It was it's like, oh, my God, yeah, this this stuff does have an impact, certainly at a younger age. Now, my my problem is if I get the Skylanders out, then that is a figure that is up and on a glowing portal, that the first thing they want to do is just grab the figure and take it off the portal. So it's a nightmare. I have to play this stuff. Like I want to play it, but it's played behind the glass cabinet. So whenever I need to change the Skyland, I have to literally like, open the glass cabinet, <laughs> put the Skylander, shut the door again, and they go no, and give them a cup, like you know pop fizz or something like that. A, a figure that's pretty much you know indestructible. Uh, that they can play with and, and pretend to play with daddy. That so. that,
1: that will change totally. And then, and to be honest, that's how um, I think uh, really young kids get into Skylanders because the portal is is the is the magic trick to them mm-hmm. and certainly that's how we started in that she was basically my portal assistant so <laughs> she would take yeah. them off and put them on yeah. and of course now yeah. you know now she's nearly 6 we've well, reached the point where
0: she plays on her own now you know so I don't have to do any of that but actually we will good on to trap team but you know one of the the things with trap team is they've added a portal which is basically a sound trip on the portal and the portal talks to you back, you know talks back to you uh-huh. and um you know something that I have necessarily enjoyed much but my kids love it They think it's yeah, the, the best but, thing ever you know the porter's yeah. shouting all this rubbish at them and Same they're just here. sitting there giggling and every they want to put the different figures on because each time it makes a funny noise so yeah she does i mean i uh, yeah we'll talk about it more in detail later but yeah that's the thing that struck me was that
1: i didn't necessarily get it but as soon as a, a child saw it they were well into it and I thought yeah okay I've got to remember that this game is designed for children and so this 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 thing this gimmick really appeals to kids
0: yeah but yeah. it's I and mean, it was different for me because you know I when I'd started playing this my kids were very young they had no concept what was going on you know, there's no, I think that the reasons well, I avoided this for a long time actually I saw my um, my nephews had it, and they had minifigures, and they loved playing the, I think it was Giants, you had the arena modes, the start of the arena modes, so they'd be basically bashing each other over the head with two great big crushers, and it looked fun, um, I'd seen the figures a lot in the shops, and thought that, you know, it was probably quite a big gimmick, that's something I didn't want to get involved with, um, but actually just seeing my nephews play it over a, a year or so with Giants, you know, I, I, you know, I had a few goes, and, and really started to think, actually, this is something I quite like, and then... Gary, of course, on Twitter was, yeah, <laughs> trying to tell everybody that it was it was great, and I decided, uh, I think it was, um, yeah, I've got it first. Of, it was first of January, yeah. I borrowed it over the Christmas period, first of January. Um, I started Giants, and within two weeks, I would completed Giants and Spiros. To, um, I think it was a hundred percent. So yeah, both unlocked yeah. all achievements, which. It's quite hard because you have to go through it multiple times on a lot different difficulties and different challenges yeah. and stuff.
1: so yeah, I've done one of them, sod the other one, it's too hard. But I think <laughs> I, I I am a very terrible man, because I think I've now persuaded about six people yeah. to try it and all of them have just
0: You're become You're books. Yeah, collector addicted to collecting them. And um but it was funny, I I set myself limits. So you know, I yeah, I told Liz my wife that, you know, I, I'm not gonna go crazy on this. I'm gonna buy like enough figures just to get me through the game. And it was probably within four months I'd got half the figures because um, <laughs> th- th- this is the thing that nobody talks about well, you know we do on Twitter but um you know I think the g- the general consensus is oh it's that figure game but the games themselves are very good um, and the figures would be less attractive if the games weren't good themselves so yeah th- you know, that was a driving force the fact actually I'd really enjoy these games and I like how this integration happens so I think I haven't done a last count, but I'm probably up to about 135 figures now. There or thereabouts. Um, All of Spyro, all of uh, Giants, not quite all of uh, Swap Force, um, and then Trap Team all over the place with bits here, bits there. What about you guys? Oh, Oh,
2: man. Uh, kind of embarrassed to say it out loud but yeah (laughs) uh you know yeah i think we have like all of the uh the main figures from the first game and we don't buy any of the duplicates like sometimes they'll do uh, a different like the same character but a different pose we don't buy any we don't buy any of the uh none of that other peripheral stuff just the main every character that's a new character so we have all the ones from the original game we have all of the ones from giants all the ones from trap team and we kind of stalled out on um No, no no i'm sorry Swap on, Force, uh, Force, yeah. We kind of sold out on Trap Team, but I mean, we'll get into that later. But we got, we got no, no shortage of figures over here. We got plenty of figures.
0: So yeah. Too many. And I've got all, all, all my figures. Sorry, I'm sorry, I got all my figures sitting here in front of me. I've got a shelf in my, uh, my gaming stroke computer stroke, you know, room, my room, and I'm looking at an entire shelf of all the figures looking down at me at the moment, and they're awesome. It looks brilliant. Uh, <laughs> other people might think I'm entirely childish, but to me, it looks brilliant. Okay.
1: All right <laughs> mine minor all, all in um, boxes, uh, like uh, those presentation ga- cases they sell. Because so, mm-hmm. the, otherwise, yeah, it's just too much. I mean, when I tend to play it, I tend to sort of pick a selection. Your favourites. And, yeah. and then, well, just for whatever I'm going to do. Because, I mean, I still do go back to Swap force quite a lot. So I tend to think, oh, I might, tr-, you know, there's some characters I've not leveled up. So I think oh, I'll pull those out and I'll take one of each element and I'll, I'll just crack on with that. But yeah, I think I've got um, roughly the same as. Um, uh, as, as Brad. I, I don't buy any reposes unless I get them as a freebie. You know, when you're buying a pack and
0: it happens to be in there, then yeah. what the hell,
1: but I've not got that
0: many. Yeah. I'm not too sure how deep to go talking about the figures, but yeah, there, there is boundaries. I think anybody who wants to get into Skylanders need to set themselves. Um, there is a lot of figures. I, I tried to look, I couldn't get a, a definite number on how many there is now. Um, But I think it's, it's over a, 100, it's nearly as, 300 if you yeah, include all main, the main stage. Oh, right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, main, the main characters, so each character uh, that you can get across all the different games, I think there's probably about 100, 110 different characters. Um, and then this is where the problem becomes beyond that. Uh, they Activision have been very, very canny here, they like to do different versions of it. So they called series two, series three, uh, figures that appeared uh, first time in, say, Spyro's Adventure. Um, will reappear as a repo on uh, Giants, and then maybe on if it's a figure that's beloved by the community, it will reappear again in a slightly different pose, maybe a slightly different colour in uh, Swap Force, etc., etc. And then they do the special one-offs, and then they do all the different types of figures across the different games which matter to each game. Retailer exclusives. Retailer exclusives. Happy meals. Happy uh,
1: mill throw-ins
0: and yeah, all sorts. Yeah, if... if if you get into this stuff, and if you look at some of the forums that I look, and you see, you know, I think that I'm bad, and then go for the guys that need to collect everything. Like, like there is always those people, but you get like the metallic, you know, one-off figures that you know they only done a, a limited print of five hundred off. Um, you know, and they're they're on eBay for you know the best part of seven, eight, nine hundred pounds. Um, you know, it's it's a serious hobby if if you want to get deep into it. Yeah, it, but then again. Like many, many of these things, eBay's your friend. There's tons of cheap figures out there. Um, The fact that they release a new game every year means that they like to make sure that the old infantry out the back is cleared out as well. So quite often you'll see buy one, get one free, or, you know, free for two deals, certainly with the older games. So a lot of that stuff can be got a lot more cheap. But I wouldn't like to put a figure on how much I've personally spent on Skylanders. Um, Best not to think about things like that. No. no, that's the same with Mobb.
1: No, it's a hobby. So, when I look at my ball games, I look at the wall behind me, and I think, "How much is that worth?" And I
0: think, "No, don't even think about what, it." What the wall? The, yeah, it's a nice blast from the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just look for the ball games themselves. So, yeah. So we will we uh, we will talk about some, how some of the figures have changed uh, by the games as and when we get to the games. I think that's probably best. But uh, I think we've done our history, haven't we? Really. So let's uh, let's talk about how the game came about in assistance. Now. You know, I've spoke to Gary many times about this franchise, and I think he's got the clearest picture about how um, Spyro's Adventure first came into existence. So, uh, Gary, do fulfil us with how uh, you know this mega franchise has become to be. Well, my understanding
1: is that this idea of doing uh, a video game with toys that interacted with the game have been hawked around for some time. There is this. There is this rumor. I mean, it's an urban myth or not that uh, Nintendo were approached. You know, something like eight or nine years ago with the idea, and they said no. It's you know, it's not something we're interested at this time. And obviously, that's they've now reversed that. Um, And then Toys for Bob were. I think they were part of Activision at this point. um, Were approached by Activision to produce a new kids game, basically, Um, and they started doing various prototypes, and they. I think they looked into doing a a new Spyro game, like a a relaunch of the Spyro franchise. And they had various um, sort of prototypes and they didn't think any of them worked. And then they went back to this idea they'd had several years before of doing the toys interacting with the game. And, And it went on from there, really. I mean, the first game is heavily marketed as a Spyro game, but obviously... It wasn't really. It's a
0: Skylanders game. It's almost entirely dropped thereafter, isn't it? It's, well, it's funny you say that, but Well, he's in, he's in every game. But
1: uh, uh, well, it's not just that. I mean, a lot of the law of the Sky— if you you know there is law, <laughs> believe it or not— um, actually is based on Skylanders. So lots of the references, like the Arkenians and all that stuff, that does come from Skylanders. Oh, sorry, from Spyro. So the Spyro DNA does still run quite. Sh- quite strong through the game but everything is now totally based around the skylanders of which in theory um spyro is one i believe even the term skylanders was uh, a related to to a concept that was in an earlier spyro game so you know it is inspired by it's a bit like you know captain toad's adventure is is loosely based on was it mario 3 or something i can't remember Mm. which one it is now you know that the dna is there but basically it's a totally different game um you know, one interesting so,
2: thing that I heard, I don't know if this is true, Gary, maybe you can confirm or not, but I heard that when Toys for Bob was first uh, cooking this up, and before they had hooked up with the Spyro franchise and all that, I heard that they had initially positioned this as being like a dark fantasy did, more at yeah. adults, yeah. where it was supposed to be, you know, still the figures and stuff, but more of like, you know, creepy and gothic, maybe something more along the lines of like a, like a Dungeons & Dragons type miniature. Yeah,
0: type. I believe they, they had blood in there at one point, so... Yeah, I think they were going. Yeah, I, I I read the
1: same thing. There's there's loads of rumours on dartsboro.net, the 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 main forum that people go to for all things Skylanders. I've read that stuff on there as well. I think they were aiming at like a teenage market to start with, um, and then they decided to 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 go the other way with it. Which um, I'm glad they did because I think that would have been horrendous. I, I can't see people wanting to buy the figures as much as uh, you know eight-year-old kids are more likely to be into this than uh, into buying figures than 15-year-olds maybe
0: is there any precedence for toys to games i mean i'm trying to think more of you know i guess like tamagotchis it's a different thing but you know the the toy becomes the game itself essentially i can't think of anything that would scan in i I don't know i'm not sure i'm not sure not anything like skylander-esque but I, i can think of how other things have been toys as well as games
2: Nintendo did kind of an e-reader card thing that was on the GameCube, which, you know, of course it's cards and not toys, but still kind of the idea of having a physical good to go along with your game. I think that was Mm -hmm. when Animal Crossing... I think when Animal Crossing first came out, if my memory serves, kind of around the same time, there were so many items in Animal Crossing that you could do the e-reader and swipe those cards to get some of, you know, if you were looking for a specific piece of furniture or one of the uh, unlockable NES games or something. So maybe... Maybe that would be kind of an early forerunner, but certainly yeah, like, you know, cards are much different than
0: games. Uh, the Viva Pinata scan barcodes in, you get animals, etc. Yeah, I think Lego did some stuff um, ten or so years ago, where you
1: essentially you bought a Lego kit, and then there was a game that you could interact with it. But it wasn't at the same level as, uh, or at the same simplicity as these games. But they were more, more a case like you could like program your thing you built in Lego to do things, and it would provide feedback.
0: So it was pretty much un you walked know, un, unwalked to ground.
1: It was clearly a you know a, a a really good idea that was in search of a a franchise. It's like all these things, isn't it? All of a sudden, you know, the planets align and 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 and, and the thing is created. Um, and you often hear about, about lots of video game franchises that end up going on to be really big. You know, they often come about by accident or by you know it just so happened that this person had this idea and they needed it for that and. Mm. I mean, more recently, uh, Shadows of Mordor is a good example where that was a ditched game and then it was repurposed for another reason and ended up going on to be a, a critical
0: hit, you know. So sometimes these things happen and they, they happen for the better. I suppose another partner would be something like Rock Band or Guitar Hero where, you know, you're taking the game outside of the game and interacting with it. Different, but, you know, having yeah, you still have the peripheral well, a bit more. Was,
1: I think that's probably clearly what Activision saw in it because this this was, I mean, when they started with Spyro this is at the peak of Guitar Hero and you know they were bringing out bloody Tony Hawk's games with a piece of plastic you know everything had to have oh, a God, board. yeah so yeah. I, I think this appealed to them because they the way that Activision look at it is that if you're buying a piece of plastic with the game that's more revenue per
0: customer than if you're just buying the game actually isn't Toys of Bob they did Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam which isn't that the game itself the one with the, the board Ooh, I don't know. I think downhill jam might be the, the ball. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, they may have had, but yeah, Toys of Bob. So developer of, of quite a few things, but Star Control. I mean, I know him very much from Pandemonium, um, a game back on the place, the original PlayStation, which I, I enjoy. I don't think it's particularly held held up well now, but that, I enjoyed those games: uh, The Unholy War, to- Journey Hawk's Downhill Jam. So you know, some decent titles, but I would, it's obviously Skyland has been their, their breakthrough hit. Um, <laughs> I think and- it's
1: it's worth pointing out that it wasn't just them as well because like the first game, the 3ds game was done by Vicarious Visions, who of course had a, mm-hmm. a hand in later games, and a lot of the things that Vicarious did in the 3ds game um, were introduced to Skylanders, the the, the 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 main console game later on. So, you know, there there were two. Uh, you know, it's almost like it, it, the the series has two parents. And Toys for Bob were very much the main parent to start with, but you did have Vicarious Visions along for the ride as well.
0: We'll get into the Call of Duty analogy later on towards the back end of the game. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Spyro's Adventure um, released in 2011, uh, October 2011, uh, on the 3DS, PlayStation 3, Wii, and Xbox 360. I think that was all. Is there a PC port? I mean, think it was. Yeah, what's, what's it's, the a PC? Only,
1: it's the only one that's on the
0: PC, yeah. That's why I took it off there. I was like, was it on the PC? <laughs> I it, didn't
1: know. It's, it's uh, My friend at work's got it. It's virtually unplayable. It just crashes all the time. So I don't think they put a lot of effort in it.
0: Super. Um, for, for all the platforms that are available at the time. So this one's a weird uh, game for me because I, I went backwards in the series. I played uh, Giants, which was the latest one out at the time. SWAT Force hadn't quite come out yet. So I played Giants first and then went backwards to Spyro's Adventure. But... Even so, um, just going backwards, and it would only been what 18 months. Kind of going backwards between those two, um, I don't think it's a, a game that has particularly aged well. Um, I have to say, its its interface is is very clunky. Uh, there's a you know a lot of very basic menus. Um, but what you can see is the seeds being sown for this franchise getting you know a, a lot bigger, a lot you know um, better. Um, but the main game itself, it's got some quite interesting boss battles, but it's, I don't know, I didn't, I out of all the series, it's the one that I found the
1: hardest to play through. Interesting, as in, here comes wave after wave after yeah. wave of things you've got to run around. <laughs> yeah, interesting's the word. Yeah, the, the boss battles in the first game I found obnoxiously bad, but, <laughs> um, but, I, you know, you can let them off when everything else is is. Pretty good. Um, I understand what you're saying, Tony. I think the uh, the thing to bear in mind is I think originally it was it was designed as as a Wii game, um, and those menus that are in Spyros make a lot more sense when you the play it is. on, on yeah. a Wii. Yeah, because I can see that. I've actually bought uh, for my sins. I have copies of all the games on both uh, a, a Nintendo Wii or Wii U, um, 3DS, and another console, um, and the Wii ones actually hold up better. So. Um, I actually, you know, I actually feel that playing Spyro's Adventures now on the Wii feels better than playing it on the PlayStation Three. It doesn't feel as clunky and messy. You can clearly see that it's it was designed originally for a you know a pointer
0: and a nunchuck. Mm, the, the levels are quite tight, um, even for a game in 2011. We can say that now. It it doesn't look fantastic. Uh, it feels very much like that. There was definitely a Spyro's game in there. And it was, you know, kind of modified around this idea. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why
0: there's no jump. Yeah, this this is a weird thing to get uh, caught up on, but it, if you're in a, into Skylanders, it does exist. Um, they introduced jumping in the game in uh, Skylanders Swap so Well, no,
1: three, the 3DS versions all had jump and double okay. jump. Um, I've
0: never played the 3DS version. So. Ah,
1: you see, Vicarious Visions did those, which is why... It's interesting because they the stuff they introduced in the 3DS game, they brought into Swap Force. Okay. So they all had jump and double jump. The reason the original game didn't have jump is because it was designed for a Wii. And if you think about the layout of a Wiimote and a nunchuck, you've not got enough buttons for all the different attacks
0: and jump as Fascinating. well. Fascinating brilliant i love it yeah okay i can see that it, it doesn't necessarily affect the game there's jump pads so there's little blue glowy pads on the floor you hear them you jump up into the air into the areas that you need to go to it's just an automatic jump you know many games have had them before uh you don't really feel like you're missing it when you're playing through the game because you don't you know you haven't had it in in that game before so it's not uh, until
2: I, I don't know tony i gotta stop you right there because you know what i played that game with my kids there is nothing more torturous or sadistic than trying to get two people on those jump pads to make yeah. the same jump at the same time. <laughs> totally. It is absolutely awful. It is so rage-inducing. Because, because <laughs> one person's jumping up and the other person didn't quite do it. So that person... You know, the game um, kind of moves your characters back together if you get too far apart. So if one person jumps up and the other one isn't right next to them, the game warps the other person back. And by the time that first person comes back, the other person's up in the air and you're going back and forth. And sometimes the depth is hard to find. And when you're playing with a small child...
0: It is the worst thing okay, yeah, in the world did, to try to get those pads. to work. I, I can say I, I attempted to play Sky Giants with my wife, and that didn't go so well. And that was the last, the one and only time I tried to play it. So well, You guys had I a fight that understand. night, didn't you? Did you sleep yeah. on the couch that night? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's just say one of us is more gung-ho. The other one was more, I'm going to pick up every single piece of treasure. Uh, <laughs> I bet, you, I bet you, had, you had the thing, Brad, where where your son's saying to you, "Can you
1: get me past this bit, Dad? Can you get me because you because you, you've jumped up onto somewhere, and of course they can't get up, and so then you you like you swap uh, controls, yes. and you try, and then of course as you do that, your bloody character falls down, and you have got to do it all again. It
0: drove me absolutely mad. Oh, I I oh, totally terrible. agree.
2: Terrible, terrible, terrible.
0: So, what platform did you play on, Brad? And you know, your overall thoughts of the the original
2: game? Um, I think on the original game, I'm pretty sure it was 360. So, um, you know, just standard console and uh, had just all the basic stuff. It was, I mean, it was fun. It's really good. I think that the jumping is the thing that really sticks out to me the most as the part that just really was so incredibly awful that for a game obviously designed for children, how did they ever let this get through? It, it, just, it seemed to me unbelievable. Um, and also, I mean, kind of while we're talking about this, I think that the, the distance that they let your characters get apart is not nearly far enough. I don't know mm-hmm. how you guys feel, but when when me and my son are playing or when me and the wife are playing or something, It feels so claustrophobic sometimes that, you know, we just want to go a little bit further out, and it seems like it should be fine for the screen to pan further back to give you more of a view of the arena. I mean, you know, clearly you don't want two people in completely different levels or anything, but... You're so tied together that sometimes that in itself is a source of frustration. I suppose the
0: answer to that, of course, is always, well, just go split screen. But then that always narrows down so much the view of the screen as well. So they they tried to tie you together on one screen and that's hard. They did make it a
1: lot better in um, Swap Force. You could actually... In certain areas, you could actually move your characters further back, further away, and the camera would pull back like yeah, in the main did, hub. Yeah. It does it, Um but it didn't do it in either of the previous ones. And I, I got a funny feeling it doesn't do it in trapped because I know it's one of the first things I noticed was that playing it co-op, it felt very congested, very narrow, and I thought this feels, this doesn't feel right. This, there's something wrong here. And then when I went back and played Giants, it was exactly the same as Giants basically. So. um yeah, I, I I agree. I do feel. I mean, if you take the Lego games, they're much better at handling that.
0: Um, they do their dynamic stuff, yeah. don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, and Andy Robinson, who's who's a. Uh, a you may or may not have heard of he does family, game family t- Gamer yeah. tv um i was chatting to him uh funny enough at uh, euro gamer about it because he's obviously a big skylanders fan as well and uh he was saying that, that was the one thing that frustrates him now his kids are a bit older that they don't do a split screen option because they he finds them just they're, they're just always fighting because his two boys i think of similar age and they're always trying to go in different directions um yeah.
0: and it just causes conflict i've seen that with my nephews <laughs> yeah. i think that's why they just do battle mode now
2: it it's terrible and it's funny because you know in in trap team when you go to one of the other modes i mean we'll talk about it more but you know you're doing like kind of the tower defense mode and if you have two people on that screen you can't see the whole screen at the same time and it really is like a, a hindrance to your gameplay because there's waves of guys mm. coming off from the the part of the screen that you can't see because you have to stay so close together really, it's really frustrating and i don't know why they don't fix that it seems to
0: be such well, an easy thing it's it's also a series that has not embraced online play at all which is I know there's reasons, and I'm sure Gary will t- talk about the Wii issue. But um, you know, it's it's once again, you know, modern gamers. It would be lovely just to, if we had the ability of two consoles yeah. in the house to to separate it out, or you know, to play with loved ones across the world as we've so used to doing other games. It it feels quite frustrating that you know I'd love to to you know go to Gary and and go, yay, let's play some Skylanders and bring each different characters well, in. But it, it's a more social thing, I guess. Is the what they're ret- in
1: for theoretically you can now on the playstation 4 you can do that funny um, you know
0: share oh, my off. session thing okay yeah So um, massive work around then uh well yeah
1: basically you can play couch co-op on any game in theory but it's only for an hour so it's hardly uh, ideal um but uh, what i was going to say um, talking about the split screen thing is that after i had that chat with andy robinson i thought about it a bit and i thought oh yeah okay and then when disney infinity 2 came out uh, I don't know if you guys know, but that does use split screen. So if mm-hmm. you two, if you do two player carp, it's split screen, and it was horrible. And I mean, really bad. Um, so uh, one thing I will say is that having the tethering, like it does have in in uh, Skylanders, for little kids does actually help because it's almost like they can't get lost. So they're always. Being you dragged. know, it's almost like you're holding their hand. You know, you're leading them through. Whereas when you play, when they're given complete freedom, as Disney Infinity does, it just confused the hell out of her. So, I think for younger children, it definitely helps. But I think as children grow up and they want to, you know, they become more capable and they want more independent in how they play their games, then that becomes a frustration for them. So it's it's a fine balancing act. And you know, I I don't know what the ideal. Well, I think the ideal solution would be that you as a player can toggle it on and off, you know, whether you have split screen or not, that would be the ideal for me anyway
0: Um, What the uh, Spyros Adventure did introduce was obviously the the base set of uh, Skylander characters, there was 32 in total Um, It also uh, taught us the different elements which would carry on throughout the game, so we have magic, water, tech, fire, earth, life air and undead Um, Now they play a bit more of a role in the original Skylander game and kind of slightly get phased out the further you go through in the original game, uh, if you had someone like Lava Bath, who's a, you know, a fire element, he spits, you know, fire and lava balls everywhere, um, there was certain areas that he could just walk through because, you know, he was used to the fire, and you could go into fire areas, and other characters wouldn't do that. They tended to drift away a little bit from that, from the later games. Um, it was more definitely more pr- uh, prominent in Spyro's Adventure. Uh but yeah, it's it. All all the different Skylanders are attached to these different magic elements. So you know, all one hundred and twenty odd that are available now, each belongs to a certain category, whether it be magic, water, etc. It, it's it's quite funny you say that,
2: Tony. I was I was going to say that was one of the things that impressed me the most about the original Skylanders was mm. I remember being in the Overworld and there was like a section of water, and uh, I forget the what that Yeti character's name is. He's got the four arms and he does a, a surfboard maneuver. And if you had the surfboard, he could actually like control really well in the water. And I was thinking, wow, that was really cool detail they put in, where the water guys actually function better in water. I mean, it seems like such a no-brainer. But like mm-hmm. you said, like the series has kind of gotten away from that. So I remember in one of the later games, I think it was it was either Giants or maybe it was uh, Swap Force. I was controlling uh, Gilgrunt, who's this fish man, and there was one section where he couldn't go in the water, and I was like. What? She's a fish. Why why can I not go? So it was, you know, definitely they're kind of steering more of the characters back towards the central. Every character kind of does the same thing. And it seems like they've relegated the elements just to kind of walling off content rather than actually Uh, having, you know, personal advantages. I mean, it kind of depends, but... Definitely, I think the first game is the most pronounced. I kind of miss it. I wish they would do more of that. Honestly,
0: the the elements play a lot more into I think the character design than anything nowadays. Um, Well, they they used to. I think even that's becoming. Trap team, yeah, it's you look at some of the characters
1: in Trap team, you think I I can't see it. (laughs) Yeah, all over the place. It's almost like they've deliberately um, inverted them. You know, so you've got what would
0: be a fire creature as a water element. You know, and things like that. It's just kind of weird. You still get the the thing um, in the games. it, it quite often comes up and goes, you know, certain sky, you know, tech Skylanders will be more powerful in this area. And you have the option, if maybe if you're playing an air Skylander, to go, okay, well, I'm going to put a tech guy here because he has stronger hits. I found I ignored that stuff almost entirely, apart from nightmare playrooms uh, being the hardest difficulties because, you know, you hit things, they die generally <laughs> in Skylanders. It, it's not a particularly hard yeah. game in that ref- uh, respect. It's- so. I didn't really yeah, follow. Elemental it. attack is only about a th- plus plus a third, isn't it? You can, like. you can change your stats in your Skylanders mm. if if you so wish with different hats, etc. Um, yeah, you know this this once again this will carry on through all the series. This is the foundations. Um, they're very big on collectibles in Skylanders universe, mainly hats. Hats being things you can obviously wear on your head and have a uh, an impact on your Skylanders' stats. So elemental areas you can have a hat that say maybe plus 13 to elemental areas and if you were to to care so much about that then you'd do plus 13 damage on top of whatever or plus 13 percent of the damage on top of your base stats um as you get further on the game obviously will see better hats are unlocked more doors you you unlock more better hats more challenges you do better hats are unlocked so i've got a few skylanders now with what they call end game hats wearing um and they've got you know good stats which give them you know plus 20 health, plus 20 strength, plus 30 speed and stuff like that to make the Skylanders a bit more pimped out. But I have to say, the hats are always terrible. They always make the Skylanders look rubbish. (laughs) Um, And I barely ever want to wear them unless I'm doing something that is a, a harder difficulty. Maybe it's just me.
2: No, I never wear them either. They look ridiculous. I hate using them. I never wear them. I and mean, when we get them, we pick them up. And I'm like, you know, and it says,
0: do you want to wear this hat now? I'm like, no. Nope. I don't wear that hat. <laughs> nope. It's ridiculous. Put that thing away and just forget about it. Um, other so- yeah, seeds that were sown in the original game is a Skylander has an overall level. So, you know, one uh, the original game is up to 15, I believe.
1: Right, it's 10,
0: 10, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: 10, 15, 20, and then again 20,
0: 20, yeah. So you could take your Skylanders up to level 10, making them more powerful, and then uh, that would then carry through to Giants, which would then carry through to uh swap Force and then carry through to Trap Team. Um, what was nice, at least, uh, in this case, is if you got a Skylander up to level 10, uh, once you put him into Giants, obviously he would be at level 10, but you could also then push him all the way up to level 15. Um, the technology allowed them to do that, so he wasn't just a static, well, he was only series one, you can't do anything else with him, which I think is a really nice thing and, and something they they you know legitimately could have probably got away with saying, well, series one, that's just what he's locked down to. It's one of the, the nice genius moves, of I think, of the Swap Force characters is that they have all those abilities that do carry over, all those cool hats. Uh
2: yeah. I was going to say, you know, honestly, I mean, speaking of genius moves, uh, I think that was a brilliant move to, to give you an incentive to keep using those figures. But the, the really real genius move is the fact that you can even still use the figures at all, because, I mean, the fact that they have, I mean, you know, 100 plus figures to carry forward in each game. I mean, it, I think that they would have had some pushback if people could not use those figures for each new game. And I think it would cause a lot of confusion. So I think they kind of had to. But at the same time, the ability to keep those old figures and keep using them, I think, was just was just fantastic. And I'm really so glad that they did that because yeah. I noticed that my kids have some favorite characters and every time a new game comes out, they want to go back to those characters. And to think that those might have been locked out or they could have been locked out would have been a horrible mistake. I'm really glad they
0: didn't do that. Work. Maybe we're, we're going to talk about this at the end, but this seems like a good a place as any to talk about the the way that Nintendo have have looked at this franchise oh, and, <sighs> and continued on with the ideas.
1: Well, you're talking about the Amiibo. Yeah. But, okay, so so, um, any pretense that the Amiibo is anything like Skylanders or even vaguely like Disney Infinity characters, you throw it out the window right now, it's not the same thing at all. Um, So I was saying saying to Brad and Tony pre-show that um, I would uh, share this anecdote, but um, my daughter and I got really excited because the big toy toy store near us um, had got Amiibo figures in, so we went down on a Saturday morning, you know, Christmas shoppers everywhere, so it was hellish. Um, and went in, and uh, they had, you know, they had all the amiibos there. So I picked up a Mario and a Peach because, you know, basically I'd picked up Smash Brothers, and we both played it, and she she really enjoyed it. So I thought, right, okay, she enjoys it. I'll go and get the amiibos for it because, basically, if, if you didn't know, I think the only game that properly supports the amiibo is um, Smash, Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can use them in other things, but it's the only game that stores stats. Anyway, we get it back and we, you know, we scan Peach in, and she's really excited to play her. Only, you can't play as the character. You can't play as your amiibo. It's basically a Tamagotchi, so it will randomly join you in Smash Brother battles to assist. I just find that bizarre. Now there, there is like one game mode where you can play as them, but in essence, you cannot play as, as the figure. So it's like buying a Skylander that you can't use in Skylanders. It just makes no sense whatsoever, and all it does is you can if you can level it up by playing lots of Smash Brothers, and then you rescan it, and it basically just ups the stats. And you feed it; you have to feed it items that you find in uh, Smash Brothers. It's stupid; it really is. And she was so disappointed, you know. That she sounds thought the, terrible. She thought because <laughs> you, know, you know the sculpts are pretty. Most of the sculpts are pretty good. Some of them are horrific, but most of them are really good. And the Peach one is actually one of the best ones. You know, if you look at it. And she was so excited to get it, you know, and we scanned it in and, you know, and and we were like, well, what do we do? <laughs> it doesn't do anything. a glorified memory card at that point. It, it's a Tamagotchi. It is basically mm. a Tamagotchi. Nintendo have
0: taken something that they were making 20 years ago and just blown it up into a giant so, figure. So, so let's talk about this aspect because, you know, this will carry on across all the games. There is that thing about, you know, we've talked about how many Skylands we have and, you know, our connections, et cetera, to them. But there is this thing about taking... A plastic toy off your shelf you know be whatever design character you like putting it onto this portal and it does it always does this from the very first game to to the latest game it does this brilliant kind of flashy intro screen of who this character is now if they're you know sometimes if they're aimed towards boys they're a bit more kind of like yeah gung-ho and sometimes they're aimed towards girls they're a bit more like yeah cool sassy um and you know it's great little animation great little cutscene. you know it lasts about probably two seconds three seconds long and with that, the character then appears in the game. So, you know, it's it's this real satisfying. I've taken him off the shelf. I've t- you know, put him on the portal and he's just magically appeared in the game. Now, you know, what makes this any different from any other game where you could go, OK, well, I'm playing as, you know, whatever, um, you know, X character. And now I just go into a menu and press, you know, uh, press square. And now X character is now you know another character. I just think it it feels entirely different from that. It's just not, I'm not going through menus. You know, I'm taking this this character that you know it's got stats and everything attained to it. throwing him on the portal, and suddenly it has come to life. And actually, just you know, it it works wonders for me as an adult. But to see kids doing it is just brilliant because they get attached to these little you know these toys. They are the toys of their own, and they throw them on. And like I've seen proper arguments between my nephews about who touches who Skylanders because they're their own little toys and they go on there and they have their own stats and they're not allowed to play each other's stuff. And there is a real satisfaction about taking that thing, putting it on the portal and seeing it magically appear in the world and vice versa, ripping it off the portal and the game coming to a complete standstill and, you know, flashing and saying, you know, put next Skylander on. I can't remember what it says. And you know, yeah, insert Skylander, whatever it may be. Or play Skylander on the portal, I think it says. Um, "You know, Gary, I'm, I'm sure you can speak more to that with your daughter. Um, and of, of course, you as well, Brad.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there's definitely something to the tactile sense of just holding that figure in your hand. And then all of a sudden, it's on the screen. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to describe. And it's it's really hard to understand until you actually do it. I mean, to give you kind of example, I first saw this game um, at PAX, uh, the gaming convention we have here in Seattle, before before the game was released. And it was just in a booth, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of information on it. I was kind of just walking by, and I saw someone playing it. I'm like, well, this looks stupid. It just looks like a regular, dumb, colorful platformer. Why would I be interested in this at all? But the part that I wasn't getting was I wasn't the one to put the toy on the portal, and I didn't get that whole loop of seeing it come to life. And so <laughs> yeah. once you do that, like it's, it's, it's one of those things that like you can talk about it and you can describe it, but it's just not the same as actually doing it. And like once you do it the first time it's really quite novel like it really is very interesting and um appealing now it, uh, i think it's kind of bizarre that in the first game they made a big deal about these figures being sent from skylanders to the earth dimension and when they get here they turn into statues and so there was this whole pretense of like these statues need to go back in order to spring to life and honestly that never really connected with me very much i didn't buy into the the concept like this actual figure was a real skylander who was frozen because he was on my plane of existence I just thought they were really cool. And just seeing that figure, like you said, instead of going to a menu, just putting the figure on and doing it so quick and having it be inserted was just really kind of magical. It's really adding that extra dimension to the gameplay that so few games have have ever done before. So yeah, it's it's really fantastic. I think that is a very special feeling.
0: I've also had this conversation on Twitter many times about, you know, certainly it's come up recently about the Amiibo stuff is, well, you know, Amiibos, you know, Mario and Luigi and all these cool Nintendo characters. Like, they're so much cooler than Skylander characters because they are these things. And I've tried to explain, well, they're entirely a different thing, really. I mean, yes, they're characters. Yes, there is a game interaction, but they are entirely different. They're separate identities to I mean, Disney Infinity... Has done a lot better job of you know taking a a well known franchise, um, you know taking the, the characters from that franchise and, and building the game around them. But even that, they kind of get the gameplay mechanic wrong about you know this. They had this whole mix and mix and match thing, but then separating them through the different games, which just felt just crazy uh, to me. Um, well, that's I think as I said at the beginning, that's really part of the appeal
1: for me is that they are the the characters that you're going to discover. You know, that's the excitement I get. Mm -hmm. you know I'll get a you know I'll get a new uh, Skylanders character I'll pop it on the portal I'll have an inkling as to how it's going to play maybe you can sometimes tell tell from the design yeah yeah but they are all different you know okay we'll get to the point now where there are you know some of them do have a whiff of repeat around about them but I mean we've got 120 plus characters but you know that that, to me, was like the big draw. You know, I'd get a new one, I'd chuck it in the portal, and I'd want to level it up and just explore all of its abilities. And like you said, you know, that level-up track and the fact you could then choose its route and which specialisation you were going to take it. The fact that every character I get, I can I can have that experience with it. It's a big draw for me. Whereas, you know, when I get Mario, I know what Mario's going to do, you know. I know what Mario does in Smash Brothers. And he's just going to do that in every other game. He can throw fireballs and he can jump. You know, and and it, it they just don't have... There is this, there isn't this discovery. There isn't this unknown that you're you're seeking to find out more
0: about. There's it's yeah. I, well, Activision have, have the hardest path to actually go down because like Nintendo can take the Mario figure and go, yep, we can just design him around Mario. Right. Um, Disney can obviously take you know characters. You know they can take Buzz Lightyear. Okay, he has his you know his laser gun, etc. Like this is you know Woody has his horse. Yeah, you know, they can follow that path where. Uh, you know, Activision have to, have to form, um, you know, relationships with these characters that you're actually playing in game they have to spend a bit more time of saying okay well why would you want to purchase and now you have purchased this this character why should you play it because at this point you know i have you know 100 plus different characters to play you know why do i focus on certain ones It's because you know it's like well I, you know i prefer the way that that character has a, a long range attack or he does you know he moves a bit a bit faster so i, I think in some respects they have more um freedom to to you know create more interesting characters at the same time, I think they they have the you know quite limiting well it's down to you guys, you've got to create the characters, you've got to create personalities for each one of these different skylanders
1: yeah well, it's, it, yeah go ahead, go ahead. I'll to say it it doesn't always work either i mean it's worth no. you know out of those hundred and twenty characters, you know I probably really like playing with about thirty of them um but the, the fact that they've actually gone that extra mile to create those different ones i think is you oh. know is, is commendable. I can, I can think of one
0: bash he's like a a chocolate-looking turd, as I've always described, and he's basically just uh, this crocodile-type character. He bashes yeah, his I, tail around. I don't like Bash. He, le- he looks terrible and he plays terrible, and it's one of the ones yeah. that is, you know I have him as a figure, and he will never be used. <laughs> um And I always referred to him as the turd guy. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. But that then- was one
2: of my favorite Skylanders. From- <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs>
0: you like Turgman?
2: Well, no, that's perfect because it really goes to show like how much var- variety there is. I mean, I thought Bash was fun, and you don't like him, but I mean. The fact that we can have a a number of different favorites is great. And to me, it really gets back down to the gameplay. I mean, we've kind of touched on the gameplay uh, a little bit, but I think it's really satisfying to take a character and go through these levels. I mean, it's it's pretty basic stuff in terms of game design, but it's satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's done well. But the thing, the spin is really like the powers of these characters. Like Gary said, getting a new character and exploring those new powers, that's totally the best part. Like, I'm really very curious about each new character to see, well, what does this guy do? You know, he looks like this, but then when you look at the skill tree, oh, he's got this totally other thing that he mm-hmm. does and so just just simply the feeling of going through these characters and each different attack that they do each different technique that they do it really gives the game legs i mean every time you play with a new character it's almost like a new experience and if you you know mix and match with some of the later figures there's just so much to dig into and i'm really pleased with um, the depth of some of those characters it's yeah, more than it. just a recognizable figure it there's actual gameplay behind them which is great
0: you'd also think that you know that sometimes they almost you feel like they should break their game design, essentially, because they've got so many different characters with so many different abilities that can do so many different things that somehow they have to base a game around all that stuff without breaking their game design. I found a couple which I think, <laughs> to me anyway, are a bit too overpowered uh, and vice versa. Well, I think
1: well, Terrafin definitely. Terrafin. Uh, if anyone's not played the game, basically he can go underground. Little he shark disab- dude. Yep. He dis- he's a little shark dude, yeah, and- thematically he's a shark that lives in earth so he burrows um, which means he makes some of the those ridiculous boss battles yeah, in the first two games yep. uh, that much easier because you just basically burrow underground and go underneath them all um, which is not a bad thing because those were horrible and he made it really easy but I mean he's, that's one example of a mechanic they've introduced in yeah, a character. So, so that, it's not
0: just you know you fire guns and you um, you you hit people with big fists I can think of the things like um, you know, Gilgrunt where he flies around with a jetpack, because uh, he, he's a water based one. So he flies around the jetpack and he can strafe around the environment and he fires a big water hose which kills things and he can fire also, you know, his hits Wow Power which is basically his his top graded perk, is he starts firing fish and seashells and stuff out of things and making more damage. Um, even someone like Laugh A Bath. Uh, lava bath, which he you has know, a fire-based one. He can you know throw basically balls of lava everywhere around the screen, creating complete chaos. Or cameo, where once you fully upgrade him, he um, has his ability of throwing like big pineapple-stroke things, which then blow up. And once they blow up, they create you know a dozen more pineapples. So all you need to do is span the button and create basically just a complete array of pineapples blowing up everything that's in the environment around you. Um, yeah. So there's there's certainly ways to kind of fudge the game, but it, it's it's fun because of that. They're not too serious with it. They're not like, oh, okay, well that's ridiculous. They're just going, Yeah, go have fun. Enjoy that character. You know, you've earned it. You've you spent X amount of money and time to get get that Wow Power, so have fun. That much more powerful. I
1: know they, they nerfed them
0: by making them really slow. Slow, slow.
1: But they were super tough. Um and again, even to this even like in swap force, if there was something I was finding very difficult, or if you had any of those kind of puzzles where you gotta smash something up. Uh, you can still, to this day, just chuck a giant on it and just shoot at it, and it will destroy it. You know, so they, they, it, the giants. You know, I do feel if, if any of the things are, you know, any of the non-regular Skylanders are overpowered, the giants certainly are, which is why i barely use them. I just use them whenever I need to do a specific
0: thing. Yeah. So, so Skylander Giants released a year later after the first game, October two thousand twelve. And. On- 3DS PlayStation 3, Wii, Wii U, Xbox 360, um, once again developed by Toys for Bob, uh, they returned for this one, um, introduced pretty much 40 new figures, uh, the main thing they did though was 8 Giants, so Skylander Giants, obviously, it's in the title, they did. They had to have a new kind of thing for the new, new game, and that was having these you know, characters you know, visually outside of the game, there, let's look here. On my shelf, yeah, they're about double the size. You know, a lot broader shoulders. Um, they came in different, you know, certain different packs, um, and they were you. You had to have them to, I think, achieve certain things through the game. Um, once again, the, all this stuff and this would account for all the games. When you buy Skylanders, you get what they call the starter pack, which has the portal, which has um, you know a normal figure and whatever special figure that is tied to that game. So none of the content is locked out locked out from you because all that stuff is in the pack itself and um, very important that they did that i think if they tried to be very very cheap from the very start and said well here's one figure now you have to buy the rest i think it wouldn't have been as big a success as it was so the packs, no. starter packs are normally a little bit more expensive it's about you know 60 pounds 55 pounds brand new um but they come down in price pretty quickly thereafter. they did, they did
1: booster packs for giants as well did, which yeah. obviously softens the blow for so if you parents. already owned a
0: portal you could just buy uh, basically the game and I think it came with one figure as well
1: uh, it came with, it came with one giant and it? yeah Tree Rex and one I can't remember which one it was now it came with one uh, oh I think it was the uh, Stealth Elf series yeah, 2 yeah she's great I love Stealth Elf yeah you're a big fan of her yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's um, one of the characters
1: they keep rehashing. I keep thinking, okay, that's enough. We've had enough stealth elves, thank dark you. Dark stealth elf. I've never known. <laughs> Chop-chop. I mean, how many chop-chops are there now? I think there's about six. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it anyway.
0: lava, lava bath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yes, so I, I, it's like, uh, Skyline of Giants was the game I first played. Um, so that's, that's my starting point. And I, I have to say, I really enjoyed Giants. I think that out of all the games, I think the story is probably the most coherent. Not that you're necessarily playing this game for story, but I think it was quite funny. Um, It's got some quite fun uh, extra stuff. So you get to fly what they call the gyrocopter. Um, There's a nice kind of like shooting stuff amongst the arenas. The levels are are well laid out. Uh, The giant stuff, I think, is... Yeah, is it... Desperately needed, probably not. It, it's extra there, but they they added you know the 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 Arkenian warriors, which are these big warrior type things that you're trying to take down, and then you know they're massive on the screen, and I think they work very very well. So I, I really enjoy Giants, I have to say, although it was my first first foray into it, so maybe that was it.
1: Wasn't it Giants? They introduced the rap as well, the uh, boss battle where it's the rapping robot. I don't remember that. Yes. but okay. Yeah, I
2: think that's what. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Giants.
1: Because uh-huh. I think it, Giants was the first. Uh, gaming series where they try to inject uh, quite a bit of humour in it. I mean, there's there's lots of whimsy in the first game, but I think in Giants they did they did take aim at actually putting in some proper quips and uh, and that I mean that 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 wrapping robot is one of my gaming highlights. I have to say I wasn't <laughs> expecting it at all. Uh, and basically for, for listeners who don't know, it's a boss battle where the yeah actually I just said there's this giant robot that basically wraps. What your uh, raps to you when you attack remember. it yeah um and it's and some of the things he says are really quite funny um I, that was that was like a nice change of pace, i thought uh when I played that it it kind of there was a slight sort of seriousness semi seriousness to the first game, I know that like, it was very whimsical, but it 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 was like very earnest in like your pursuit to stop chaos and all this sort of stuff, whereas in giants they did sort of really making it much more camp uh particularly uh the, the you know chaos himself and his his, uh, his entourage. Um,
2: Isn't Giants the one where uh, George decayed in some of the voices? It seems like I remember him being yeah, like, he a robot.
1: Yeah, he was, the, you know, the big Arcanium robot you fly. That yeah. was, uh, mm. that was, yeah, he had some that was good him. lines, definitely some good
2: lines. And they had some pretty good voice acting in the series, uh, surprisingly. Like, maybe you don't notice him right off the bat, but if you watch the credits, there's actually quite a few really well-known names. I mean, of course, yeah. I'm blanking on them all right now, but I remember frequently being quite surprised at the, the star power that they brought to the voice cast.
0: Yeah, it's been quite. Well, of course, Nolan North* is one of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> you would expect. Chaos is Richard Wood, who's he, he's done the, the voice of uh, Psychonauts, but he's also Invader Sim in *Invader Zim*, or in Zim in *Invader Zim*. So he, he's quite a uh, recognisable voice. anybody's seen that TV show? Um, Flynn is Patrick Walburton. Um, You know, there's, there's a there's a core story. There's there's a connection. You know, there's a tissue between all the games. They're loosely. Uh, bounded together but you always have Chaos which is the main kind of bad guy I put bad guy in big quotation marks because he's he's a bit of a a disaster Um, and Flynn who's the the captain uh of the ship it always takes you to different places Who's a bit of a bumbling fool
1: he's yeah he's kind of like an unreliable narrator yeah. essentially i think that's what his character's supposed to be he's you know he's because he tells fanciful stories and i think the idea is that you're playing out
0: some of those stories as you as you're going kind your of way going through yeah, like, of course
1: it, in his stories he's always the hero uh
0: there's a uh, an email or we we get earlier from logic Sort who he describes this well it, it is quite hard the story because obviously that you know they can't talk to you as you know anything other than you you could be one of a hundred different skylanders so you know it's <laughs> it's very hard for them to base a story around you as the player um so they, they do a lot of story work you know within a set group of people uh cali is another one that tends to to reappear yeah, Gl- Gl- across Glum multiple games. yeah Glumshanks, who's the um chaos's uh side Kick. i say i call him psychic because he's clearly more intelligent than chaos ever will be and probably have given the chance he would take over the the universe but or lands, but uh you know he's always just his minions and you always get the minions always just you know a kind of chaos is you know crew of idiots that you're going to kill <laughs> throughout the game um and there's there's some really quite funny in running jokes across the series such as yeah sheeps a sheep are yeah. this uh in running joke that they're really evil terrible things um and yeah there's yeah it's good it's funny it's not great i'm, I'm not going to say, say it's a it's a brilliant piece of storytelling but um it's, they, it's they on they a par well. with, with with its
1: with its peers like you know Ratchet and Clank and yeah. Jack and Daxter and and the like it's it's very the the humor is very similar um it's slightly less adult than obviously Ratchet and Clank got to but um, it's, it's pitched at around the same level. But, I, you know, sometimes they do put things in there that surprise me and do have me laughing. So, you know, hats off to them with that.
2: It's interesting, though, for for as much as they put into the story, I mean, there's tons of cutscenes, Like you said, they're kind of uh, younger skewing or, or meant for kids, obviously. I got to say that uh, my kids hate those parts. They think there's way too much talking. They think there's way too much dialogue. Every time we get to a cutscene, they're like, ah, oh, just skip it. And <laughs> it's usually me or, or, or mom who wants to, like, watch to see what's going on. How but that, even that so... The game,
0: is is that just Skylanders itself, or is it they just like, I want to get back to the action? For every uh,
2: game? I, I think we kind of skew towards action in my family, but I
0: think in Skylanders
2: especially, because usually we're all having a good time, you know, running around, bashing, collecting money, doing all this stuff, and man, when
0: those cutscenes come up, I I gotta say, I really <laughs> do
2: think they are too long in general. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're funny, but it's like, uh, you know, less is more, well, I think.
0: Um, yeah, so let's move on to Swap force. Um Yes. <laughs> October 2013, uh, once again, a year later, so this is when obviously um, Activision have realised the money making potential of the Skylander series. Um, you you definitely got the feel from Spire's Adventure that it was a shot in the dark. Um, they've you know somebody obviously convinced them. They threw some money at them. Money, they. I'm surprised they did as many figures as they did for the first first one, but it was a success. Um, and you can see they had a year to get the next one out. They felt that they had a year to get the next one out, and a lot of that stuff it felt very much like they iterated and improved on the areas that probably needed iterating and improving on. Um, added a bunch of new figures, um, but it it felt very similar. Um, you know, there there was the flying levels, etc. They they expanded it enough, but that's all it was. It was enough from the first game because they had a year. Clearly, at this point, they they must have... I'm not sure how long SWAT Force was in development, but it must have been running alongside the development of Giants because you get to SWAT Force and Activision have clearly realized, hang on, this is making us billions, and this deserves proper amount of money being in front of it, you know, along with the Call of Duty franchise and you know, whatever Blizzard are up to at the time. Um, and Skyline SWAT Force is a major improvement over both the first two games, um, both through, I personally think through the the, big, the figure design, the portal design, um, the game design throughout. It must have been in development for a couple of years. Um, and because of that, it had a new developer on board, um, Vicarious Visions, who, like you say, Gary, they had hands in the 3DS stuff, so clearly they were, you know, working with that stuff and understood what, what was required of them as a, as a team to produce that stuff. So hence the Call of Duty link. It's very much, you know, two, two separate teams uh, working on two separate games. Um, and yeah, so I this is I played this obviously after Skylander Giants and uh, Swap Force, uh, <laughs> as far venture. It came out on the 3DS, PlayStation 3, Wii, Wii U and Xbox 360. But it, more importantly, I guess for us guys, it came out on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Um, and it looked incredible. It oh my god, I still think it's funny to this day
1: that this game came out at the same time as Knack. Okay, and Knack is basically Skylanders with one Skylander and a very boring one at that. And I just find it ironic that, um, you know, the amount of money invested in uh, making and marketing that game, and yet Skylanders uh, Swap Force came out and really kicked it into touch. I mean, it looks 10 times better. And you know, rather than having one character you can play, you've got, you know, whatever it was, 90 at the time. Crazy, crazy.
0: Yeah, it looks stunning. Uh, it it does. I can't. I don't want to underplay this because I personally think it's one of the best-looking next-gen games. Um, purely because it knows, it understands the color palette. There is some absolutely beautiful um designed areas you know they're big as well there's you know very big areas there's you know certain sections where you'll jump on rainbows and you'll fly around and you can see that you know the entirety of the level from up above and you you know, come back down and come to a new area etc um brilliantly designed um gorgeous to look at uh, and they just i personally think this is the game where they hit it out of the park i think all the elements came together the, the, the money the time obviously was there um but the, the main uh, difference we'll say or the, the draw, I guess, of the new figures of this one was that they introduced the swap force characters, um, 16 new swap force characters. Now the difference here, uh, this required a new portal um, over the others because it, it was new tech within the, um, the the figures themselves. So the old portals couldn't read this, but the, I'll, I'll say gimmick, but uh, the new feature of it was that you could take two characters and, you know, swap the halves together. So, uh, say, for instance, you had a character called Spirise and you had a character called Night Shift, you could take the top of Spy Rise off, stick him on Night Shift, and suddenly he becomes Spy Shift. Um, and so what difference does that make? Well, they're two very different characters. Night Shift is... He's got big boxing, boxing gloves on his hands and he has, like, a cloud base on his uh, for his legs. So he flies around the thing, uh, has the ability to kind of warp around the area very fast, but he has big boxing gloves. Now, as a character... I really did not like his boxing gloves. I hate. Oh, okay. one of my favorites. Here, here we go. See, this is where <laughs> it changes, and this is where I think the brilliantness of uh, SWAT Force was. I'm not overly keen on melee characters in in the Skyland universe. I love things like Drobot, who's a character you can stand back and fire lots of different. You, know, I think it's like cogs you fire out out of him, um, yeah. uh, and I, I love all that stuff. But I've never been so keen on the melee characters. Now, so he's a character I never didn't really gel with. But but he's got that awesome massive punch. He has a really big <laughs> fist when you upgrade him. But the character, there's a character I really liked called Spy Rise, um, and he has this ability to really fill the environment up with different. You know, is like it's laser, which takes down any enemy shield, which is really important. Um, he has this ability to just fill the environment up with, uh, you know, shooting nuts and bolts from his uh, his arms. Um, he can just, uh, you know, he's a good character. He's a good character, but I hated his base. His base was basically a spider base, which meant he he, he could leave bombs and he could uh, kind of like climb through the environment and come back down again on top of characters. Didn't like his base at all, uh, made him really slow. But I took Spy Rise off and I stuck him on Night Shift and suddenly I had a character that was absolutely brilliant for killing things because he has all these great offensive moves and a character that was really great at shifting around the the, um, the environment like super fast. And I made this unstoppable beast of Spy Shift that was just perfect for me. He absolutely hit my playstyle, And I wouldn't have been able to do that if he was just any one of those other two characters. And now there's 16 different characters, so you have the ability, I think, it's 256 different combinations of characters. So from 16 guys, the ability to create 256 different types of characters. Uh, And those characters, you know, you'd have characters that would have rocket-powered feet around the environment, characters that, you know... um, What's the guy that comes in the starter pack? That you know, it brilliant. He'd fire um, uh, water out p- at people, but you could put them in like little bubbles, and they would float across the environment and stuff. The washbuckler, so the big splash Yeah, the, the base guy. Um, so yeah, that I I really liked uh, Swap Force and and the way that it handled its characters. I think it was a a really intelligent move how to you know progress well, the game forward. Uh, more importantly, it added an element of
1: play to the figures. Yeah um and, and again it's something which i liked and something that kids dig as well you know again it was something that you know playing my daughter she really got into the fact that you could swap them around and we come up with these weird and wacky combinations you know to give them a try and see how they would play, and, and more, more often than not they work really well i think the genius was in theory you were creating your own skylander you you know you're taking one part putting it or another and going okay this is a this is my own creation or they, certainly that's how the child sees it um i just yeah the I, I I hold my hand up. When they announced uh, Swap Force, I thought it was sounded like the dumbest idea <laughs> I'd ever heard. And then when I tried it again, a bit like the first time you played Skylanders, originally I thought it oh, was a stupid idea. It was just brilliant, and I am gutted that gutted that they stopped doing the Swap Force characters. That they were just for that game because I I just think they're brilliant. Um, they're probably ten of my favourite characters are Swap Force characters. Yep, and combinations thereof
2: i totally agree with you i think i think they really hit their stride when it came to swap force character design i mean not only because of the swap force characters which i think a lot of them are really great um ironically i tend to not mix them up i like them just the way that they are maybe that's just me but i think it's really cool that they had those little side areas where depending on what type of locomotion they had there was like these kind of side missions where some of the people were flying through the the levels some were climbing they're a little change of pace from the the core gameplay which i thought was really cool and it really gave you a sense that these characters were needed. They were necessary because, of course, you would need Washbuckler to do this climbing thing because he's got the tentacles and no one else could do it. Of course, you would need that guy. Or, of course, you would need this guy with the rockets because there's no ground. you got to fly. So, of course, you need this guy. It made them feel really vital and interesting. But i got to say, they really did a great job on the core figures, too. And i got to say that some of my favorite core figures, that is the non-swappable types, just the standard figures, they're really, really good in swap parts. Yeah, and this is the great. first time that you see... The kind of the two-step attack i'm not even sure how to even describe it but a lot of these characters starting in swap force have one power which kind of sets somebody up for a vulnerability or to to trap them somehow like for example um uh bumble blast is one of my favorite of all yeah. the swap- of all these yeah, other characters he's great he's so he, in one move he spits a big glob of honey and you know that does it slows him down or something like that but then his other move is to fire out a stream of bees and if if you have honey on an enemy and then you hit him with the bees and the bees do more damage and they swarm around the guy that has the honey on him. So it kind of like adds complexity to the play. I mean, there's a yep. couple of the characters that do that kind of multi-stage attack. And it shows like how much time and effort they put into enriching these characters rather than just making them punch or shoot a laser like many of the earlier characters did. These ones really have some nuance to them. I really appreciated
1: that. Yeah, there's, I can't remember the character's name. There's a, there's a girl who can skate. She's got a similar combo. Um, well, roller Blades, I think. Yeah, it? Roller Blades, yeah, where she can basically sort of semi-freeze enemies and then go in with a secondary attack, which does more damage if they're frozen. Um, yes, yeah, I, I agree, totally, you know, I, a lot of, as I said uh, at the beginning, I kind of alluded to it, a lot of the really good innovations in Swap Force actually come from the original 3DS game. Um so simple things like the jump, which was in all the three DS games, but even some of these side you know, these sort of side puzzles and the level design are all very similar. The the three DS games were more linear, um, but they felt more open. They were often like, you know, you're traversing branches and and, you know, all these kind of environments. And when you play Swap Force, you, you basically have got very, very pretty versions of some of the ideas that Vicarious had in the in their three D S tiles. Um I also think it just it just shows that um I, you know they used a different designer for the um, for all the the models in uh, Swap Force. So the the lead designer on the first two in, um, and the most recent one on on you know actual character design was is this Korean chap, and they actually brought in a different designer for Swap Force. And I, th- I think he's a better. This is the thing. I mean, I like the originals as well, but these were just so much better, um, so much better realized. You know, they they look so cool. You know, a lot of their their poses are really smart. You know, um, they convey exactly what the character is will do um i yeah they just knocked it out of the park um which in some ways i mean i still go back and play swap force now uh even though i've played through it many times i know you, you do as well tony yeah and i think often when i get a new character now um you know i'm kind of disappointed that i can't i can't put it on swap force
0: and play it because it just everything just seemed to click and work well yeah um, I mean, well we haven't talked about this but it, it works this way and it's 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 understandable how this works so any character from a previous game will work on the newest game but obviously they don't go backwards so you can't take a swapful character and let them play on um, giants or you can't take what would be the core so the swapfuls character you can take some of the the reposes etc that has have programming essentially for that character they appear slightly different. Backwards and then, but they will work. Um, but yeah, you can't take what I'd call the core Skylanders for each new game backwards, which is a shame. You can take them forward, and I and I've done that with Trap Team. I've taken a number of my favourites, which is kind of weird because normally you should go, okay, well, I've got the new characters for this new game. I shall play these, but I, I'm so attached to some of the ones from Spy- uh, <clears throat> Swat Swap Falls because yeah. that is the game I played. Pr- well, I think I think I've probably put. S- 60 70 hours into SWAT Force. Oh, it's easily
1: done. I mean, if you're going, especially if you're doing the, the star chase, yeah, it takes a long time. I mean, I, I ended up getting to max level on that as well, and it takes a hell of a long time. Yeah, I maxed out rank, from the portal master, etc. The beauty, the reason why it's so re- replayable is it, it's not just the core game where you're just going through these levels and do stuff. They added all these extra modes. So you got the battle mode, which is in Giants, which is basically their battle arenas, and they are super fun. And some of those have got really interesting twists on them, but then you have the missions as well, you know, which you would. You've find and then do and some of those can be quite quite challenging and they like little mini levels that you can uh play on like score attacks and things and i think this is the thing that really got you tony yeah I'm, super. I'm, not, I'm not a big fan i'm not into like leadables and stuff but i know for folk that are this was like a major bonus uh in swap force
0: yeah the, once again this is this feels like a, a fully developed next gen title um they they did a lot they they made the player. You know, you had this massive collection of Skylanders. So, I had a massive collection of Skylanders from the original game and Giants, and of course, all that stuff would transfer over, over into uh, Swap Falls. But then again, you're playing Swap Force, so you're more than likely just going to be using the Swap Force characters to see what they are. But what they did, and you know, this feels you know exactly the next progression of what this game should be. They put a ton of hooks in there to say, okay, look, we know that people are collecting this stuff. So, what we're going to do? We're going to put you know, basically a page, an area where you can view all your different Skylanders. So you can scan everyone in, you know, take every Skylander and we're going to stick it on a page and we're going to you know give you recognition that you've collected all these different Skylanders. We're going to give you, you know bonuses in game. We're going to give you, you know, maybe extra hats, you know, all these different things. And not only that, you can go on there and you can go, do you know what? I know Gary's into uh into skylanders let me just look at his profile and you go over there and then you can see all the skylanders that gary's got and you're like oh wow i'm part of a community of people that are into this stuff it's not just me playing here with my little toys you know here are x amount of people or like or other people can see you and go oh wow they've collected them but i've only got them he's got the special edition uh bumble blast the christmas bumble blast i don't maybe i should get that and gary is that one any good you know what's it different they did this really good thing where they, they put lots of little traps or little hooks into it to make you feel like you know, this was a collector's hobby rather than just I'm playing Skylanders. And they added lots of different modes where you could do arena battles, etc., and challenges where all that stuff had times, you score modes. Um, there's score modes across all the games, but this one you could see other people's scores. So it wasn't just you competing against your own scores, it's you competing against your friends, which I think is a, a, an important aspect of any game is to see how you can stack against your friends to make it feel like a different big community. Um, The reason we bring, bring this up as a big thing is this is something that actually just, you know, that they, they seem to have, well, they have, they've put in the bin for trap team. I don't want to quite get onto trap team yet, but it's, this is something that they've moved away from. And if you didn't realize how important it was in SWAT when it's taken away from you, you realize quite what a genius stroke it was um, from Vicarious Visions, the like fact that they took this and said, "Yeah, let's make, let's have all these next gen hooks and tie it into this game," because yeah, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I found that stuff brilliant.
2: I gotta say, I don't think I've ever looked at anybody else. Ah, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> think, I just don't uh, think it ever even occurred to me to even do that. No. I'm gonna do it now, though. I'll go do, I'll yeah. do it once we're done here.
1: <laughs> I know you could, but I never, I never bothered either. I mean, I saw like some people on my list who would appear on the, you know, the kind of le- uh, high score tables after you complete, uh, you know, a mission or something. But I just saw that as being quite cool that I could see what. You know, all my friends are playing it. You know, there's more people out there playing it. Yeah, but it's nice. It, yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying about the. And like I said, you know, f- uh, for a lot of people, they love that kind of uh, score chase. And obviously, this this has score chase modes as well, which you know feed into that. And uh, they just put so much into it. I mean, there's just so much love, care, and attention that's put into mm. SWAT Force. I cannot well,
0: praise it enough. Also, the level. I think the level design overall is. Is so much better than it's appeared in any other games. Um, yeah, I can think of um, one. There's a piece of DLC, so it's a shame it's DLC actually that the um, DLC being that you need to buy the physical item to unlock. Yeah, you don't have to download anything. Um, that's for it's, sure. Um, it's like a clock tower item you need, but it's it reminds me um, uh, of Ratchet and Clank: uh, A Crack in Time, which is there's in this piece of DLC you have to you know there's certain um, areas that you have to stop time, jump around, get across uh, platforms. Um, and there's like a strict little time limit before you can do that, and you have to play around with different characters which are faster that can actually make these uh, these little time limits that are set within the game. Shame it's not a mainstay level, but it's a really good piece of level design that um you know I can't I can't think of any of the other Spyro games that that has it. But overall, I've, I've recently just gone back and played um, all the way through uh, Swap Force again on Nightmare mode. To uh, get my final achievement, thank God, finally got the the one game in that game. It's it's probably taken me longer than most. I probably put like say 60 or 70 hours because I've 100%ed that game because I just I loved it so much. Uh, you know, once again having that kind of leaderboard aspect of like oh I've you know once again I've 100%ed every level. I've got every hat. I've got every single thing in it that that was sunk about that game that made me want to just put that many hours into it. But and I've got my favorite Skylanders, which you know like I say Spy Spy Shift. He's got thirty-eight hours, I think, logged on him. Like, Blimey. he's wow. my favorite man. I love Sky Shift. Um, and you know, people like um, you know, another Skylander, Sky Star Strike. She's this great move where she can actually repel repel any attack thrown at her. It's all timing based. It's all about reactions. That you know, you can have you know, bullets and bombs come flying at you, and you can you know, if you if you got your, your timing down right, you can just repel it back at these people. Stuff like that. There's some really interesting stuff they've done with uh, each one and every one of the Skylanders.
1: So, yeah, the, the 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 combat does seem to be far more nuanced mm. in uh, in Trap Team. That's for sure. Uh, sorry, Swap Force. Um, I mean, I think that's what makes the arena battle so rewarding, where you can play them over and over again, uh, because the you know the the you know the, there is just so much more you can do with it. There's you know
0: there are
1: you know as I mentioned earlier,
0: they throw a lot more stuff. There's 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 multiple things. So normally you'd have a a guy that you know would be causing a lot of aggro around you or you'll be healing people healing the enemies that you're trying to kill and you'd have to focus in on that one guy rather than you know just take down the minions around you it did that yeah. a lot you know that you there was always multiple stages of the combat rather than just kill things around you
1: yeah yeah i've like said all the new characters have, a lot of them have got combos you can use and, and sometimes even when you're playing it co-op there's like really good combinations of characters that you can use to you know you really test yourself with it you know and you know, I said, you know, I'm playing it with my daughter. Who, you know, she's, I know, she's almost six, but she's, you know, she's not that old at all. Um, we can actually play a fairly decent standard. You know, we can, we can, we can play most of those on normal, and occasionally push it on hard as well, um, because we, you know, the, the characters that um, we like to play, we've learnt so well what their movesets are and how they complement each other that you can be. You can be a badass, you know? It's, it's yeah. just really, really good fun. And again, of course, every time you get a new Skylander, you can. that's what I tend to do when I get a new one, is I normally um, level them up with the Battle Arena for
0: a few uh, rounds first, because then that's how you discover their movesets and what they do. Um, it's, a, but- it's a shame in a way, and I, I know we've all worked around this stuff, but it's a shame in a way that a lot of the, the movesets have locked away until you've played a lot of the game. Um, most, most of the Skylander games, unless you play the entirety of the game with one Skylander, you won't get it to max level, um, which is a shame because you you want to be messing around different Skylanders all the time, so you feel a bit restricted. You want to upgrade all that upgrade pass, but then, you know the time invested per Skylander seems quite high for what kind of game it is. Um There oh, is I totally, always... I
2: totally agree. You know I think that's one of the things we haven't really mentioned, but in they've kind of changed that uh, speed of leveling up in Trap Team. I know we haven't covered Trap Team yet, but I noticed that. You can upgrade your characters a lot faster in Trap mm-hmm. Team. I mean, you can max yeah. them out like within an hour or whatever. But, you know, there was also the uh, the Sky Diamond trick in um, Yeah. Well, yeah, Force. I think pretty much everybody who's serious about the game did that trick to level their guys. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> you course. guys must have done it,
1: right? What was this trick? Never heard of
2: it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yes. And I'm
1: sure they knew about it when they put it in there as well.
0: Yeah, both, both games. So you, you have a, a trick in Giants where if you complete the game, um, you can reload. The very end of the game, and there's a bunch of gold at the very end of the level. Uh, you can, un- you know, basically upgrade all your giants very, very quickly. Um, that's you know not level-wise, but you can unlock all the powers. And same for SWAT Force. There was a, a diamond in one of the DLC pack or one of the packs you could buy that had this weird glitch that you could infinitely hit this thing and and get gold from it, uh, thus giving you ability. But I never felt it was cheating. I just felt it was a way of well, me expanding the repertoire of each and every one of it my was Skylanders. It's also
1: more difficult with some characters and you'd, you'd have to learn how to spam their attack, you know, yeah. or you'd get another player to play with you with, say, Drobot, <laughs> who's the best at doing it, and just fire stupidly at it while you just stand there and earn all the money. But, you know, again, that's... That's like encouraging cooperative play, you know. It's not, and it doesn't really break the game, you know. As you said, all you're really doing is unlocking some of those abilities, and you you can just play the battle mode, and you can
0: do it that way. It as would well. take an inconceivable amount of time to unlock all the abilities across yeah. all the Skylanders, if that was the thing. It's almost the same that Trap Team doesn't have yet to but, found. But
1: I do feel, in some way, talking about Swap Force is a is like saying all the things that are great about Swap Force is a bit like talking about the things that aren't so great in trap Team, but like all the bits that, you know, we're telling about that we really liked are all the bits we are probably gonna
0: Yeah, so comp- moving on to Trap Team. Obviously it came out earlier this year, so October twenty fourteen across all the platforms we previously mentioned, but also iOS, which is a big step for them. Um Difference here, Vicarious Visions are obviously on their off year now. Um and it's Toys of Bobs that have retaken their old. Um I'm surprised how this game turned out. I was super, I mean, I, it's ridiculous and it? everyone else is excited about all the big releases coming out around, around them. And there's me going, Oh my God, I cannot wait for trap team. You know, day one, I went to Toys R Us. I blew about 200 pounds on Skyland figures, <laughs> you know, and I, I can say that and it not be a problem to you guys. Cause you know what that is because I'm yeah. like, okay, well I need one of each element. You know, I need to get the trap guys and uh, that that's important. Um, and you know, I had my list in my head, what I needed and, I, you know, two hundred quid on a game, and that's a lot of money. Of course, that is a lot of money. Uh, most people hear that and go, "Oh my god!" But to me, it was completely worth it. You know, this is my you know, the thing. I you know, I've already blown way beyond that on on <laughs> Skylanders. So you know, Trap Team, here we come. And the first thing you notice is that all those improvements <laughs> which they've done in Skylanders, um, be it being Toys with Bob, feels very much like they've taken Giants and gone, "Okay, well, let's make a revision of Giants for next gen." Um, with a few tweaks here and there. I mean, it, it, it looks lovely. The game does look lovely. Um, and the new aspects they've added are these Trap Masters. Now, um, what Trap Masters essentially do, the 16 new Trap Masters, is that you have bosses or mini-bosses throughout the game. Um, and they're specialists at taking the energy levels down of these bosses really fast. So I actually tested this, so... Um I took, you know, a Skylander from any of the previous games. And you actually watch the, the boss's um health bar, it dwindles down really quite slowly. Um you take a trapmaster, you hit him a few times with a big axe, and it goes down like a quarter each time. It's it's super quick.
1: Yeah, like they they they, they... Uh, yeah they, they get strength strengthened attack yeah they the are massive the, you know
0: it's it's like you know 50 60 percent over the normal Skylanders um so you know you feel like you need these guys uh, these are the new you know new thing for this this game now the reason that you need these guys or the reason that these guys exist is this new element to this game is you have trap villains so once you've Grindle down their energy. Um, on the portal of power now, there's this little bit in the front and you put what they call this crystal in. This crystal, you fry, it will be tied to the element. So you hit a tech guy, he needs to go into a tech crystal you need to buy. So he then, you, know, you hit this guy, he goes, no, and he traps down into the crystal. And within that crystal now, you can use him as a playable character in the game. Um, sounds, you know, it, it sounds reasonable, actually. It's, it's a way to move... The series, I can see forward a bit. You know, you can actually, you know, if the very end of the game, you can capture Chaos. Everyone always has always wanted to play Chaos. Now you can you know, capture him essentially, but only if you pay the extra seven eight quid for the trap to capture Chaos because he has his own special trap. Um, so on the basis of that stuff, that all works fine. There's a a thing in in the trap now and the portal where they put a little speaker in inside it, and in that the uh, the characters that you've trapped talk back to you and um, they're, they're kind of yeah, annoying. In, in my okay, from from a man playing this, from a grown man playing this, I, they are frustrating. Quite often I'd lead the, the traps out of the trap just to keep <laughs> them try quiet because I found their their quips to be quite annoying. If you weren't doing very well in the game, they would tell you so, and if you were doing too well, they kept saying, you know, tag me in. But I can see how if you've got a, a young daughter or a, a young, you know, children around you, they would find them fascinating. My girls think they're hilarious. Um, but they're two so they have very little judgement about these things I'd say
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think some of them are funny I, you know, they're, they're not I mean I like uh, Chef Pepper Jack oh, exactly. I think he's yeah. I think he's pretty funny yeah some of them are irritating but uh, some of them might I think the real pity for me I, th- I think the trap team thing is like I said you've got to remember it's for kids I think for kids they really get it they, they, they think it's they think it's cool you know that uh, you know, it gets put inside the trap, which is the crystal, as you described. And then when you put the trap in there, all of a sudden it starts talking. My issue, I think, I have with the game is that the Trap Masters are super dull. They are, you know, apart from one, their moves are boring and they're really limited. They have none of the dynamic Sort of dynamism that the the swap force really characters they're had. They're as giants as well. There are, well, yeah, they're sort of hard. Well, not all of them. A couple, two of them are uh, normal normal speed, but yeah, most of them are slower. I think they've nerfed them because they're more powerful, and that's why they make them slower. Um, and they're just they're just boring. They're just super super boring. And even the, even the designs aren't that great. I don't think some of them are okay, but the ones the characters that have the best designs are the villains, are the ones you trap. And what I would love to do, I would love a Chef Pepperjack character you know a, a model i don't want this silly little bit of plastic with i want chef pepper jack cause he's you know he's one of my favorite characters in the game and I, I feel like they've it's almost like they're doing some of their character design a disservice by locking away a whole load of characters they've designed into what is essentially an inanimate
0: yeah it doesn't help the lock the crystals you have they they slide in these traps they're just little you know pieces of plastic essentially well, there's different there's
1: different, different design sorts, yeah so there's but like a spider. But they're not interesting they yeah,
0: so, it's just okay so it's got a slightly different top on it yeah. big deal so you fames yeah. in the game they supply you with this little um kind of board that you can put each trap into and it has the name of which character you you've caught now this is the thing that they they changed from the original games which you, know, you buy a base pack and essentially if you wanted to tackle nightmare difficulty on the base pack you could go ahead it will take you a, a lot of tries because you'd lose a lot of health and it'd be hard but you could if you wanted to in this game you can't trap all the all the villains. Um, you know They supply, I think, two traps, like a water and fire trap. I can't remember the yeah. two. But you supply two traps, and you can trap those two particular villains of that type in those traps. Now, there's eight separate traps. So you have to physically well, now it's, spend... It's actually, oh, so there's actually 11. Okay, there's so 11 traps. Yeah, because yeah. chaos is one as well. So, yeah. so there's 11 separate traps now that you need to go. So there's eight more that you need to go out and buy if you want to trap. The guys, and why wouldn't you? Because you know they're they're cool characters, you know, cool villains that you you played throughout the game. So there's there's this initial kind of, well, hang on a minute. I feel a little bit more like I'm being nickled and dying here. That I need to now go and purchase these traps. Otherwise, it's like, do you want to trap or not trap? And you're like, well, yeah, of course, I want to trap. All that stuff goes back into your hub, so you you can change these traps around. But what they're almost saying to do is, well, you should buy all. I think it's forty three different villain traps. You would have to be a lunatic, yeah. If if to do you that. want to have each one, you could buy forty three different pieces of plastic, and you could have each one trapped. And by the way, the chaos trap we're going to release, but at launch, you're only be able to get them in the super special edition dark edition, which is really expensive and sells out really quickly. And then even after launch, I've tried. I've looked everywhere for a chaos trap. And i Gary. I'm sure you brought one from Smith. uh, Smith's. I haven't got it yet, but yeah, Smith's Yeah. Did so, you. so on already on eBay, on Amazon, stuff like that. It's going for like seventy quid. Like they they made them hard enough to find that they're almost impossible to get hold of. And it just feels like this weird. For the first time, for a, you know, for me in in Skylands, it feels like this you know cynical cash grab that the others didn't have, um, which is a shame. But on top of that, I mean, I'm going to let Brad talk about some of the few issues he, he's had. The game feels rushed, which is odd, considering it's obviously had a, a slightly longer development cycle. To me, it feels quite slow. So the camera, I think this, while well, I've looked at it, the camera angles, it feels very much in Giants in, in respects. The camera angle's a lot closer. Yeah, So, so it feels almost like Swap Force was running at 60 frames per second, where Giants is running, um, Giants, here we go, <laughs> Trap Teams is running at 30 frames per second. There's a real, you know, difference in speed. Um, moving on, even if you take the SWAT Force characters, put them into that game, they... What? Notice, Don't get me started on that. They noticeably move a lot uh, slower. Yet strangely, like, they, they seem to at the same time they like, introduce minis, which are slightly cheaper, but then also not as good in the game. So it, it feels like a, a series that's slightly come off the rails a bit. It doesn't this game doesn't quite know what it wants to be. It has this central core idea, which works perfectly fine, but then it feels like they're trying to you know nickel and dime you, and on top of that. both the design of um, the the core characters um, and the world, which feels smaller, tighter. um, The puzzle sections are ridiculously easy. The game, if you're playing it, just on any difficulty other than Nightmare, is ridiculously easy. Um, Brad, you can talk about that. It feels like it's it's buggy as hell. I've had a few crashes. Um, Brad, I don't know if you've managed to complete it now.
2: No, I actually haven't. No, I have I I mean, so I have a lot of issues with with Trap Team. I got to say, I have loved all of the Skylanders games up until Trap Team. And this is the first time when I really felt like, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really full forward to this. I can't really defend it to other people. I can't really stick up for it this time around. Um, And I think I've kind of fallen out of love with it a little bit, which is really surprising because like you, Tony, I was very, very much looking forward to Trap Team. And it's kind of been nothing but disappointment. I mean, Technically, I do feel like it's the least polished in terms of bugs and stuff. I mean, uh, part of that, I think, is just because it seems like they haven't spent enough time on it. I have noticed uh, a number of glitches that just weren't really there in the previous games. But also, um, I don't know if you guys had any problem, but when the, the PS4 upgraded to their firmware, something mm. in the firmware really messed up the game big time. And so I had my progress wiped, uh, I think completely wiped three or four times. So when I was trying to play through the game for review and playing with my family we get through a number of levels, and then all of a sudden, data corrupted. You know, nothing would happen. It would just randomly corrupt. I mean, I think the furthest I ever got was unlocking Chef Pepperjack. And, Actually, uh, like,
0: level 7, I think? Yeah, I mean, 19? I don't know if that's even halfway through the game or what, no, no, but no, it's like, right. we unlocked no. him,
2: and I thought, oh, it's that guy that Xan likes. Let's check him out, and then it's, up, oh, data corrupted. Okay, wiped. Gone again. And I gotta say, uh, I'm not a person who really re- replays games a lot, and to have my data wiped three or four times it really <laughs> killed done. a lot of my enthusiasm to come back to the game. So, I mean, maybe part of that is on Sony because of the firmware, but also, I mean, I just think that the game doesn't feel as as polished as previously, and to kind of echo everything you guys have said, this is the first time when I really feel like they're really getting greedy. Um, I know that people always say that Swap Force is kind of a money game, you know, it's going to be really expensive, don't get into it because your kid's are going to want you to buy everything. Kind of true, but at the same time, I feel like you could really make a good case for why you would want to buy those things. The characters are so different, they're so interesting. Um, I feel like there was real value there, but this is the first time when I feel like the value is maybe not there. I think the core characters, the standard Swap Force characters, I think are boring. I think the Trap Masters are incredibly boring. They're so boring. I I look at them in the store. I just, I can't even force myself to pay the $15 to get one because I'm like, it's just like nothing special about these guys. They don't seem interesting at all. I bought a couple and I've been very disappointed with them. I never use them. I think they're really dull. And I think the the minis feel like a real cash-in thing. The traps, buying all the traps. I mean, you know, you mentioned you want to have one element of each trap, but, you know, each trap can only hold one person, and if you unlock six different water element guys, then, you know, theoretically, they want you to have six different traps, and those are like five bucks each or whatever. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm spending that money on a cheap little piece of plastic just so I can access this guy that I've unlocked in-game. I mean, I feel like they really have gotten, gotten away with themselves when it comes to how much money they can milk out of this, and I think they've gone a little bit too far. Um and and also just Zan totally again I'm right on, I'm right on the same page with you I think the best characters are the bosses and yet the bosses are the one thing that you can't really buy a figure for you can buy yeah. the trap but having the trap is not the same thing as having this cool figure on your shelf I would love to have like a broccoli guy figure or a sheep creep <laughs> figure I think they're yeah, I think yeah. they're great the bosses are great Damn. and that you can't buy those and it seems totally bizarre to me that the things that you can buy feel like a waste of money, and they're boring, and they're not really engaging, and the things that you really want to buy are the things that they don't have a physical good for.
0: It almost feels like they're setting it up whatever the sequel may be. You, know, you start owning these characters. I don't know.
1: It. I, it almost feels to me like, I mean, this is a thing I've moaned about on Twitter, it always feels to me like there's a bit of bad blood between the two studios as well, because they've totally nerfed the Swap Force characters. Mm-hmm. When you bring them in the game, they are smaller than the minis. You know, they, <laughs> they are scaled down to this tiny little figure. And and they, as you said, they don't move as quick, and they, and compared to the trap Masters, who, you know, if you look at them to scale on your, you know, on your shelf, uh, you know, they're they're the same size or bigger. They're tiny. They're like under their armpits, and it's almost like you know we don't, you know, that other game we made we will f- we'll forget about that
0: because I mean it's the Infinity uh, War versus Track again, isn't it? It's yeah, ridiculous. I mean
1: it's got all like it's got loads of support for giants in it, you know. So the you know there's various points where you can use a giant to do things, or there's the, the boulders and there's you know things like that, but. None of the stuff that was in Trap Team, the characters or the minigames or any of that stuff, has made it across. And I find that baffling, that you would how, take how, such a big step back. How this. do you and not I, have
0: a core... Like, Trap Team had a core, you know, thing around. Like they've, they've, The design around it was... Was perfect. How do you then just yeah. completely I mean, okay. dump that and say, okay, we're not having that at all. We're they just brought, gonna go home that way.
1: They brought Sky Stones back, which I did like, I like I saw, <laughs> a little mini game that was in Giants. Yeah. But it's not as good as the the one that was in Giants. And they they brought the lock puzzles back from Giants as well. It's like the lock the kind of lock puzzles they introduced in uh Trap Team I thought were really cool. They were like uh, they, you know, required a bit more thought to solving them. And then they've just gone back to the same ones that they had in the first two yeah. games. It does feel very stale and Despite that, I mean, I've I, you've you you've finished it, Tony? I have, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, so I, I got to the penultimate level, and then I stopped playing because I don't have a chaos trap. And I thought, well, at some point, it's going to ask me to trap chaos, and he so does. I'm not going to go. Yeah. I'm going to stop at this point until I get the trap. And I've now been waiting what five, six weeks. Um, what I will say is that I know you had all those problems, Brad, and I'm, I'm, unluckily for you, I think the point at which you were getting your data wiped is about is the point where actually the game actually gets quite good. Those opening levels are so tedious. Um, they're some of the worst in in the whole series. And then you get past um, probably about a third of the way in, and then they start getting interesting. And there's actually some really good level design. But they're all tucked away in the middle. You know, you've know, you got to get through some of the game before you even get to the interesting stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I I can't, you know, I am enjoying it still because at the end of the day, it's still Skylanders. And there are some characters that I have liked, like Treadhead. Um, but... Yeah, I just – I cannot really fathom – well, you know, It it like you said, it feels like a Rush product, and I don't – although I think the traps are kind of cool, I wish they'd find some other way of using them that didn't
0: mean that the best characters are now locked away in very boring bits of plastic. It's, it's the same issue of, you know, Treyarch versus Infinity War, the way that, you know, they have zombie game mode in one, but they don't have it in the, in the other yeah. And, you know, you've got people going, oh, I – you know why is there not just a core base of this like It's called a duty like just have a core set of features like don't one year have one one year off then come back oh. with the the next year it just it makes the the product feel really disjointed you know sky unfortunately, you know unfortunately for to- toys of bob um in, you know vicarious vision did a better job with swapfuls, and they should have just taken that stuff and gone, okay, we'll take that on board. You know, we've got our own set of ideas about level design, etc. But we have that that set, and we move forward. And I think none of these problems we're having now would would suffice apart from the character design, which is just you know bland to say the least. And like Brad, it it's a real shame because you know there's me throwing all this money on day one. Um, I brought that initial batch of figures and haven't felt any compulsion to buy any more. And that's from somebody that's got every single other figure throughout the series, you know, core base figures, and uh, to, to come to this point now, gone. You know what? <sighs> It's it's alright.
1: I, I, I yeah, I've I'm, I've not I've stopped looking. You know, yeah. there was a time where I was always looking at what was coming in the next wave. I'm just not bothered to look anymore. I'm like, well, I will wait till it comes out. So that's and a I'll disaster, a surely,
0: for Activision's point of view, because yeah, you're, you're, the game makes X amount of money, but oh man, it, I'm sure it's the the figures themselves are the things that they they cash in on. I think the thing they've well. So just briefly,
1: I think the the thing they have got going for them is that Disney Infinity dropped the ball as well. So um, I think the only worry I have is that this will end up like the bloody guitar games, you know, and it will just peter out through really bad decisions from Mm. uh, the studios.
2: I mean, if if they lost the interest of hardcore people like us, I mean,
1: I have no idea how much
2: money altogether we've all spent on this, but clearly we were all in it, you know, balls deep. If we're all saying, oh, we don't really like this much, we're not even looking at the shelves anymore. I mean, I would... I was just like you, Zan. I was buying one or two figures a week for as long as those figures were coming out. No problem. I was doing it the whole time. And now, like you, I mean, we don't even really play the game. I don't really feel any compulsion to even go back yeah, and finish trap team, you know?
0: I and have to just... say, I've gone back on Nightmare difficulty and the game is a lot better <laughs> purely on that because it's a real challenge. From all the games that they actually put up, you know, you, you can't you can't mess around on that difficulty in that game. But once again, you have to, un- you have to play through all the game to unlock it. It's annoys me about all oh. the games and that. But the boss fights are pretty hard and you have to use the Trapmasters and you have to use them in sensible ways
1: Um, I I wouldn't mind if the Trapmasters were fun to play yeah Yeah, apart from they're so they're incredibly boring I think I've got seven of them and the only one I like is Gearshift Um, not Gearshift yeah Gearshift Gearshift. which is the girl and she wasn't available at launch she was one of the ones that was locked away in an exclusive deal um, but the others yeah the one particularly the one you get with it Um, I can't remember his name now but, but Alligator Bow I tried good. him for 10 minutes and I said don't want to play him anymore my yeah. daughter tried him and went nah
0: I used not- Bushwhacker which is a life uh, one you get to buy but, separately I mean, It's, it's fairly good.
1: dull you kind of walk around and whack yeah things big with axe. The, you know, it works. axe yeah, yeah they're, they're really I just you know I don't know whether it's just that there's so many characters now that we're were kind of getting a bit burnt out on them but i just feel they just lack that kind of originality that they they had SWATFOX, mm. which is such a shame yeah, it's, it's, um, it's
2: definitely a big step back in terms of visual design and in terms of how they actually play i mean to go from a character where you're throwing water balloons in order to wet guys down and then you zap them with electricity to yeah. a guy who has an axe <laughs> yeah, you know that's i mean it's like it, yeah. a, it's a huge step
1: back it's it's totally a step yeah back. i mean the 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 Trapmasters are basically giants, aren't they? I mean, this is this is this is giants too, and all they've done is taken the giants and reskinned them as trapmasters, um, and then added this gimmick of the the traps. Which, uh, like I said, I, I think the traps would have been cool used in a different way. You know, like um uh throughout. It's not just characters you can buy. we are not talked about that, but you can buy other things as well, like the like utility pieces, like the diamond we talked about. I'd have liked it if they'd have used the traps in that way somehow. They're like the magic crystals you could put in and would do something. But, um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Right, we had some correspondence about uh, Skylanders. Uh, plenty of them on the forum. We even had an email about it. So uh, let's get back and, and talk about some of the correspondence. So Andy Kurosaki on the forum said... I've played and enjoyed this series up until Trap Team. It combines two of my favourite things, games and action figures. Okay, toys. It's not a cheap series to get into. but with each new release, there's always several figures I look at and go, want one? It helps that the games themselves are a lot of fun to play. Hardcore gamers may look down on it just for kids, but I've completed three of them and had a great time. However, Activision is starting to annoy me now. Uh, 50 or £60 a go is not a cheap game to buy. When Giants came out, they provided a cheaper standalone game for people with a portal from the previous game. But then Swap Force came out with a new portal, and yet again, Trap Team, okay, it features new tech, but I'm pissed off with being expected to pay full whack again and again and again. So I'm not buying Trap Team.
2: Uh, we've got a message from Robotic Monkey. I have mixed feelings about Skylanders. On the positive, it's a well-made game. The Puzzles are simple enough for kids to get without too much effort, but there's enough challenge that the game isn't done within a day. Figures themselves are well-made. I've had relatively few issues with the game and Portal. I got the original for my daughter as a Christmas gift, so the music in the game will always remind me of time off of work, sat on the floor, and enjoying playing. On the negative side, it's impossible to fully complete the game without buying at least a few extra figures. Being on a very tight budget, it's difficult... Difficult to explain to a child why there are parts of the game she's not allowed to play, and this makes the whole concept of Skylanders change from a fun toy into a cynical cash grab. This only seems to get worse when you fall down the rabbit hole of collecting. Figures that are only obtainable as part of a three-pack, or worse, only available at certain retailers. Thankfully, my daughter isn't an obsessive collector, but even so, I shudder to think of how much one single game has cost me over the years. Given that this game is aimed squarely at kids, I can't really shake off how exploitive that seems.
0: Uh, Logic Swords from the forum said The Skylander games, or at least the collection of characters that are slowly building up, are going to be the end of my marriage I'm not entirely sure why I've let it get to this point. I've played the first three, and while the puzzles are clever and the individual characters fun to play the writing is extremely poor, even for a kids game. I played the first one coming off the back of LEGO City Undercover which certainly didn't help its cause but I get the feeling that the main problem is that you are even less to the story than the silent protagonist given that you could be one of what must be coming up to 100 possible characters the story therefore has to be based around uh, based on the secondary characters such as flynn who is infuriatingly dull or you fancy kelly are an utterly incompetent woeful uh, uh incompetent wonderful why should i like you um or chaos reminds me of over the top let's players and Glumshack, who at least has the decency to inject some snark into proceedings so why do i keep playing them partly the puzzles partly because well apologies to the wife collecting the little figures and swapping them during play is fun but also because they have the tendency to completely throw the curveball at you the main moment i'm talking about is in skylands of giants where you encounter the world of the wilkin swapping between a version of the world where they are puppets to where they come to life is one of the creepiest things I've come across. It's hard to recommend them, though. The cost to actually see all of the game is high, with it just becoming more and more expensive the longer the series go, come, goes on. So, to sum up all those um, correspondence, is that, that issue of, it's a lot of money, um, maybe don't go down that, that rabbit hole, if you can avoid it. Uh, I think Gary's right. You know, there, There's a certain way, if you... If, you just do a Google search. There's always a way to completely play all the game with the smallest amount of characters, like I say, normally eight. So um, you don't have to buy every character.
1: Well, here's a bit of advice. And if you fancy doing playing Skylanders, only buy Swap Force and only buy those six characters. And if you want to know what they are, just hit me up on Twitter and I'll tell you exactly which ones to get. Here we go. And you'll have a whale of a time and you can not bother with any of the other, other three games.
0: So... Um... Let's just quickly summarise our feelings on the games. I think we're all roughly going to be the same. Um, I'll go first. I I really like Skylanders. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of people kind of look at you, have that look and go, oh man, how much have you spent? Uh, and my quick answer is, well, you know what? I really enjoy the games. Um, probably over the period of time across all the games, I've spent you know, best part of 200 plus hours playing across them all. And you know, to me, that's worth the investment of these characters. I think, you know, we've talked a lot about how the series has, um, you know, evolved over a period of time. But clearly, SWAT Force hit the nail on the head. If you can, you know, now SWAT Force is cheap because Trap Team's are anywhere. Concentrate your time and effort on that. And if you enjoy that game, then go ahead, hit eBay, hit the stores, get the cheap figures and, and work your way around the other titles. Personally, I think Trap Team's been... bit of a miss Um, and hopefully with vicarious visions i assume tackling the next game um it will it will get back on track because at the moment i feel a little bit low on it which is a shame which is you know when i set set this podcast out to be recorded trap team hadn't come out it was going to be this wave of yo trap team unfortunately it's a little bit like yay Skylanders swap force is great so i personally can justify the money I've spent on the figures but bear in mind you do not have to spend that amount of money to enjoy Skylanders so you know I I love the series I can't wait till my girls are into the series Um, I've enjoyed playing with my nephews I've enjoyed people coming around and seeing the collection and one day I'm sure I'm going to make my way out to Seattle and join Brad and play (laughs) some Skylanders with him (laughs) Uh, it may be easier to go and see Gary of course you know he's only about (laughs) an hour and a half away so maybe I should do that that first (laughs) Um Brad?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I still have a lot of love for the series. I think it's been uh, one of the greatest things to come down the pike in quite a while, um, not only just in terms of game design, I mean, with the whole Toys to Life thing, but also just in terms of family-friendly playing and just something that everybody can get together on and just really enjoy together. Um, you know, I, I have enjoyed the first three games, but like you guys, I think Swap Force is the pinnacle. It is the best. If you had to pick just one, I would certainly pick Swap Force. And I think that I think anybody would enjoy that. Whether they like the toy aspect or not, I think it's just a really well put together game. You get a couple of the figures and just go for it. I think anybody who really enjoys games would not have trouble finding the fun in that at all. Um, as far as the future of the series goes, uh, like you, Tony, I think that Trap Team was a bit of a miss. I think they got a little bit caught up in the money side of it. It doesn't feel like as much of the heart is there to me. It feels like it's more about the money this time, which is a shame. Um, I think there is still potential, though. I don't really want swap, uh, or Skylanders to go away, and I think I would love to play more games if they got back to... The quality of Swap Force. I mean, maybe fewer figures with better design, less ads, yeah. and just focus on just you know a core experience that would be great. There's still plenty of profit to be had, and I think a lot of fun left in there, a lot of potential left to go. So, um, yeah, not too high on Trap Team, but I I certainly stand behind Swap Force, and I think that uh, that in itself is a great achievement. Anybody could enjoy
1: that.
0: Just to talk over you for a second, Gary. But I would, what I feel about um, Swap Force is that the series grew along with the, the people playing it. So you know, I, you know, if you were eight or nine playing um, uh, Spyro's Adventure when it first came out. I, I think, you know, you become a teenager at the same time that *Swat Force was doing the rounds, or you know, around that 12 period. And I think it aimed at that that generation perfectly and it made it a little bit more kind of teenage-esque. And I think it, the weirdly the weird thing with Trap Team is that the, uh, the game design, to me, feels focused to a much lower age group, so back down to like five to eight, at the same time as the figure design feels like it's aimed towards, you know, 13 to 14 year olds like they're kind of you know just a bit more kind of generic you know something maybe the older kids can get behind and so it feels a real kind of confused product of who's it aimed at between the design of the the figures versus the design of the game really odd gary anyway summary gary i
1: think you two have covered it uh you know um i love the series um I've, I've I've enjoyed all four games, it has to be said, but I enjoy, I've enjoyed the, the the current one probably the least. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said earlier, uh, if you want if you want to discover this for yourself, just go out and buy Swap Force. So you can get it for, you know, £30. Quid, yeah, £20, £25 <laughs> quid for the start of that. Vaccine. Yeah, £20. 20 you'll thank me because you'll really enjoy it. Don't feel you have to buy any figures, but if you do, like I said, just hit me up on Twitter and I'll let you know which ones to get.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Well... Thank you very much, uh, Gary and Brad. Gary, where can people find you outside of you appearing on this show?
1: Uh, so I form part of the GameBurst Burst crew. Uh, we have a podcast. Uh, you can find us at gameburst.co.uk uh, and on Facebook and Twitter as well. And we do uh, short bite-sized shows twice a week. One is normally like a magazine show and it's on a, on a different subject. So we do a mixture of ball games, uh, reviewing older games and a general roundtable discussion about things in gaming. And then on every Sunday we have a
0: very short news show. Cool. And Brad, where can we find you?
2: Uh, I'm constantly on Twitter so I, I usually interact with people the most on Twitter if you want to get in touch with me that is a really great way to do it I'm also the managing editor of GameCritics.com so all of my actual full-on reviews will appear at GameCritics we have gotten into a pretty good swing of things lately so we've been yeah, pretty frequently much more frequently than earlier in the year so hopefully we'll continue that momentum and if you want to read uh, just me just talking about just random game stuff I do blog at drinkingcoffeecola.blogspot.com I used to update it like a couple times a week but in the fourth quarter things get crazy it's really uh, gotten kind of sporadic but it's still a live blog, still update to it and you can uh, catch me at any of those places for
0: sure. It must be an American thing a coffee cola, I uh, mm-hmm. what that is
2: uh, There's kind of a long story <laughs> behind that on another show perhaps I share.
0: Brilliant Right, that's uh, the Skylander show wrapped up, um, obviously we're heading towards Chris- Christmas at a rate of knots, um but Leon will be your host next time, uh, covering Nights Into Dream. Uh, I think possibly specifically for the uh, the Christmas level, etc. almost happened last year. It's happening this year. Very highly requested show, Nights Into Dream. And Leon will wish you a Merry Christmas there. But from me, Gary and Brad, Merry Christmas from us. Uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>